What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Talking Out My Ass Podcast. If you guys are listening to this, please do me a favor and subscribe, write a review, give me a five-star rating, and share the show on your social media platforms. My guest today is a dear old friend since childhood. She is a manager in the cannabis business, and she is one of the most beautiful and loving people. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Shelby Chapel. Shelby Chapel. Daniel. <laughs> it is so goddamn good to see your beautiful face. It's been way too long. <laughs> what? I don't even know. So before we, we, we hung out was like in the high school days. Yeah. And before, after that, you came to one of my fights. And that was the last time I saw you. And that was probably like the worst state of mind to see me again. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't it one of your last fights? It was the second to my last. Whoa. Okay. So yes. So yeah, it was definitely. And, um, I remember I haven't seen you in years. And when you, I, when I found out you were showing up and then when I saw you in the crowd, as I was leaving, I was crying. And then I saw you, I was like, Oh my God, I'm probably going to cry some more. Oh my that was tough. That was tough yeah. because I had never, I mean, I'd never been to a live fight really of any kind. Yeah. Uh, besides like hardcore shows when I was in, in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, that was tough seeing that um, win or lose. I was stoked to be there. I was yeah. super excited. I hadn't seen you in years yeah. and got the opportunity to go and see you in your element. Yeah. do what you do that was awesome so. i just i hate like how like how i wasn't a good loser you know what i mean like i i should have approached it like oh my friends are here i'm going to be with them i'm going to love them i'm going to spend time with them but it's like i i wasn't i wasn't in the moment to like be happy around like you know what i mean like it was just a tough scenario and i wish i was back then because i hadn't seen you in years and i missed you and I was like, when I saw your face, I was like, oh my freaking God. She came all the way over here to support me. And then like, I'm crying and then I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be completely honest, I didn't see anything from the outside. Yeah. I think maybe that was more mental. Yeah. Um, when you left, I figured you had to leave. You just had a fight and no <sighs> offense here, but you just had some really lethal punches to the yes! head. Um, and that was hard to see, but I figured... After a fight, you leave. Yeah. Go recover. Go get some brain power back. So. Usually, usually, we go out and like go eat and stuff like that. Go yeah. spend some time when when you win, but <laughs> when you lose, nah, you go home and lay in your bed, cry. Oh, yeah. Yes. So honestly, I didn't think anything of it. I just figured, okay, that's what he does. Like yeah. next fighter in the ring, like yes. we, we leave now. Yeah. Sweet. So I was just happy to be there, but that was. I hated that, and the people. The family of the guy you were fighting yeah. was right behind us. Oh, shit. So we were just like, yeah, go Daniel, go Daniel. And it was oh. like, ooh, after one hit. And uh. they were like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you Oh my God. That's how crowd fights start. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, that was the last time I saw you was a yeah. couple of years ago. And you're here right now. It's on. Shelby, I have missed you dearly. Like, seriously, we were having, like, a podcast before the podcast I right know. now. <laughs> we'll just repeat everything we already said. Yeah, seriously. But, I mean, it's crazy. We're in fifth grade. Here we are, 26. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Like, I knew you since you were a child. I know. 
Oh, I wish you didn't. Say that. <laughs> I wish you didn't know me since I was a child. Why? It's an embarrassing time. No, absolutely not. Like, like I was saying off air, like you were like one of the smartest people I knew. Like oh, it was ridiculous. Every time, like I was saying this off air as well. Every time you read out loud to the class, I was like, okay, the way she sounds, she sounds like a narrator from a professional like documentary. I was like, it was wow. that legit. Like if I if I let you read one of my books right now out loud, it would sound so good. I know that. Even if it was, dude, you you sounded like that in fifth grade. I appreciate that so much. Everybody, it's... everybody's so scared to talk out loud. I would have yeah. been like, like stuttering my ass off. And I was scared every time I messed up. I was like, oh my god, people are gonna think about that for the next twenty years. <laughs> I just years. really thought they were gonna like carry that with them. Be like, idiot. Well, it hasn't. Has it been twenty years? No. Fifth grade. Oh, fifth. Uh, no. No, right? We were like eleven, right? I mean, we are approaching thirty. <laughs> I know. Okay, then it's close. Yeah. Yes. Um, but other than that, like we had honestly, San Juan School was the best. I'm so glad I went there. Right? It was the best. I mean, I guess I only went there for fifth, but elementary and middle school experience. Oh my god! I went there fourth, so okay, yeah. I'm like I'm right right there with you, but it was honestly like the like I met the greatest people people ever. Like honestly, you, Tristan, Raul, Monica, Malie, like Marissa, Afton. Oh my god! Oh my god! Everybody. It was just a solid group. It was. You know what I mean? And we always just like stuck around with each other, and like we all went to the same high school. You know, and yeah, I and I yeah. know like we we parted like senior year, but like we all came together for a while there. Yeah, it was interesting. It was so awesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what was your What was one of your best memories during those school times? Airsoft wars at your house. Oh, remember that, dude? <laughs> Hands down, that was so easy for me. Airsoft wars at Daniel's house after school. You know, I wanted to bring that back again. Okay, you should. <laughs> But when it got not fun is when none of the girls had gear. All the yes. guys one day showed up with gear and like the CO2 canisters. Yeah. It got really serious. Intense. Like yeah. I remember Meekin brought like his yeah, green gas. Meekin. I was like, what? Are you in the military? Right? Dude, like put the real guns away. I'm not trying to die. It got crazy. But it was so fun before that when we were like jumping from one roof to the next. You had the little, like, rope that you could go back and forth between. I miss those days. Like, I remember I had a surprise birthday party for myself. Somebody threw it. And then we just, <laughs> yeah, we just had an airsoft war. Yeah. Like, who does that? You know what I mean? It was, so, oh my God. That went on for a while. We were always that doing that. Like, every weekend, we'd just be like, hey guys, um, we would, like, start it, like, build it up during the week. Like, oh, uh, I'm going to do an airsoft war at my house. You guys down? Oh, yeah, yeah. What is, like, some girls like, what is that? Like, just come. <laughs> exactly. And it was rough. There was, like, no yeah. mercy shown. No. I if you were there, you had to participate. Oh, my God. I know. I wish I just, like, had pictures of it, like, during. You know Me what I mean? Me, too. I think about high school a lot, and I'm like, I have so few pictures and yeah. so few videos. Now all I do is take pictures. Me, too. Because I want to document everything. I scrapbook. Good. But that's how you you should. Yeah. I, and honestly, I know that computers and memory cards and all that stuff is great. No unreliable that's how i feel yes i have family members that scanned all their photos threw the hard copies away and it's all on the computer i'm like i've had too many phones and computers (laughs) to do that but yeah i scrapbook because i'm like one day when i'm 
want my kids to pull these out and just be like, oh my God. Exactly. What did you, what did you do? Why are you there? Like I, I do that now when I'm seeing like baby pictures of me. Like I'm looking through all the photo albums. I'm like, I want to keep doing this. Like why? Yeah. Like you want to rely on a laptop to hold all your stuff? Like what if this falls down and breaks and yada yada? Who knows? Get some water. You don't know. Exactly. And after like my first year of living, yeah, there's not that many pictures of me. And I was like, I want to know what I looked like when I was younger <laughs> and stuff like that. So I never want to have that. Yeah, I wish we had more from high school. Remember, um, me and Tristan used to go to your house and do yard work. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. Yes, I do remember that now. And my mom would just pay you guys and like make like, food Here's for you. $40, guys. Yes. Oh my God. How did that even start? Honestly, okay. This I remember this exactly. Me and Tristan had a big crush on you. Oh my god. So we were like trying to get in with my mom. No, we were like <laughs> fighting. We were like fighting for like the opportunity to like, okay, who's gonna date Shelby? Me oh. or you? Like what kind of buddy does that to each other? I'm you know what I mean? Rake harder than you. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> like I never and then we would play like Xbox right after at your house. Yes. That was so fun. You guys bought me Batman when it came yes. out on Xbox. Oh my god. Yes. Those were like I just miss those days. I do too. Right? Those were so fun. Like, you think back then there was like no responsibility, no nothing. And, and I didn't know that. I thought I had a lot of responsibility. I thought I had a lot going on now. I'm like, yeah. No, back then it was really. Yeah. Like, it was like much simpler, you know? It was. But like, yeah. by now it's like, as you get older, it's, I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm liking the process of just getting older. I am too. And I do like the responsibility as well. And a lot of times people say, oh, adulting sucks. Adulting can suck, but when I do it, I feel so good about myself. right. And also, nobody can tell me what time to go to sleep, and nobody can tell me what to eat, or that I can't have this or that. I never want to go back to those days. (laughs) Yes, I know. I'd much rather be an adult. (laughs) Or like even like the budgeting thing. People are like so ashamed to say, I'm on a budget. It's like... That's a good thing. That's a great thing. That like, means you're money conscious. Yeah, you're managing your money. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. You're not being cheap. You're managing it properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like when people are high spenders, that's how your money disappears. And that was me for a long time. I was yeah. chasing the, the dopamine of buying things. Oh, yeah, it yeah. It made me feel so good to just oh, yeah. sit in my room and be like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> you get you get your first check. I would see that. I'll be like, oh my god, I have a couple hundred dollars. I can spend a couple hundred dollars. Exactly. Terrible psychology with money. Yep. And <laughs> it's kind of funny how we were talking about that off air too, like how we weren't we weren't grown into like learning about money. No. Learning about taxes, investing, and putting your money to work, and like, isn't that interesting that you look back on it now? It is, and it's interesting to me that classes like ceramics are a thing but yeah. there's not financial planning or even learn how to write a check you know yeah. there's a lot of things that people were pushed into adulthood not knowing how to do yeah and like i mean the thing is i feel like school like all, every school should be like having a classes specifically for that you yeah, know what i mean it's exactly. like people go to school people go to college for to get a good job, to get a good salary, to get a good income, whatever. But it's like, what happens when you get a big salary, but you don't know what to do with it? And what happens when people win the lottery? 
They just spend like crazy. Nine out of ten times, they end up in a worse position than they were before because exactly. they buy a big house, they get the nice car, and then they have payments that they can't no. financially afford and plan yeah. out. Yeah. If I was like some sort of billionaire, I would get a simple house, small, simple house. I don't need a fucking mansion for what, two people? I used to do housekeeping before I was 18. Yeah. Um, my mom had a friend who decorated and did some housekeeping for houses in like the Carmel Highlands and Pebble Beach, just like mansions. Yeah. Beautiful homes that nobody lived in. 90% of the year. Wow. And we would just go kind of knock off the dust. And, you know, there's always <laughs> things in their house. And it's like, you're not allowed to touch that. That's yeah. from this part of the world. And there's only three of them in existence. And you're just like, oh, okay. Awesome. <laughs> These homes felt cold, empty. The ones with eight bedrooms, 12 bedrooms were the ugliest homes. They had no heart, no soul <laughs> to them. And it was like, you know, I always thought I would want that if, yes. I, if I could afford it. Yeah. And after cleaning them after making the beds after being in those actual homes i would never want that yeah i want a beautiful home don't yeah. get me wrong but those are no that's actually a good way to put it because you've been involved in it you've seen it yeah. you know firsthand yeah. absolutely and i've helped decorate them for christmas and do all this stuff and of course they look gorgeous they're yeah. beautiful but i think about it and i'm like how much of this space can the family actually use yeah and when they are they're all separated i don't understand all that Mm -hmm. you know it's like i just what's wrong with being simple why does it have to be like oh i want the biggest thing i want the best car i want the best clothes it's like yeah why would you spend 500 dollars for a shirt (laughs) right and i want the finer things but i want them According to my taste, not yes. according to what social media says I need to buy. Yeah. Not according to what that famous person is wearing. It yeah. doesn't matter to me. I want what I think is cool. So yes. that could be $25 or that could be five grand. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. Just according to me. I had a podcast and I was explaining during the podcast, like how I've bought a, a thousand, uh, a couple of thousand dollar suit. Mm-hmm. And I've also bought an H- H&M suit. Yes. That absolutely. was like $70. And I guess what? I still got the same look. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, it's so true, though. It's nuts. It is so true. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But it's interesting. Like I can't wait to have children so I work it. Like they can be educated with money. Is it you know? going to be interesting to see how differently they handle it than we did from yeah. from a very young age? Yeah, from a very young age. Because I always had money when I was younger. I think yeah. about it. I'm like, I always just had some on me whether it was I worked in my yard for it or it was you know I had a job but I did not save it yeah none of it and imagine if I had saved it from when I was really young where I'd be at 26 yeah like if somebody would like were to teach us like hey this is what happens when you save this is what happens when you like buy buy a house buy real estate or like investing in stocks or you know what I mean it's like we weren't told anything you know but it's I, I think it was around us, but I just, I, I should have asked questions too. Cause like now that I ask my family now, they would say like, oh, we would attend these seminars with this person, this person. I was just like, oh my God, you met that person. I read their book. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was like, damn, like, but it's, it, I even asked my mom that I was like, why did you teach me about money? Yeah. She was like, I just thought the whole college thing, you know, you go to college, get a good job and yeah. It just like, happens for you. I'm like, I'm not interested in like society's rules, yeah, you know. Absolutely. I'm not a big fan of that. And I guess you you were saying that off air too. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not into it. <laughs> and you know what? I don't know how well that's going to work out for me, but I'm going to stick to my guns. You stick to, I'd rather, yeah, you stick to it because yeah. why not? You know what I mean? It's like, why would you go into something that you're not like fully confident in or something that you're just not interested in? Exactly. I will never be the person that has a nine to five job and hates my life. No. And I know too many people who are like that. Yeah. You know, I might work from nine to five, but it's going to be something, something that you're doing. Exactly. Something yep. that you've created. You put an idea together and you're implementing it day by day. Exactly. Yep. That's what it should be done. I don't really ever see myself working nine to five though. With everything that I want to do, I see it just kind of being around the clock. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. So Shelby, I, uh, I've known you for a really long time. You've seen me at my worst. You've seen me at my best. Yes. Yeah, and I'm so glad. Yes. So I really want to go back in time. Okay, let's go. So what was your childhood like? What was it like growing up? That's such an interesting question because I, I feel like I had a really good childhood yeah. right off the bat. If you ask me that, I'm like, oh, I had a great childhood. Really normal, this and that. And then I, now that I'm an adult, and I look back, yeah. I see so many areas where I'm like, whoa, that's not normal. Yeah. Hey, white parents shouldn't do that or should have done this or, you know, just things like that. So I'm like, I, I still think I had a really good childhood. Yeah. But I definitely wish that things had been a little bit different. Mm. Um, my mom was an alcoholic yeah. for me. I mean, not for me, but she was an alcoholic growing up and that was tough for me. Um, I also didn't understand how far back that went until I was older. Then I was able to be like, wait, when my mom scared me that one time, it was because she was really drunk. That's yeah. why she was acting that way. It wasn't, but I just didn't recognize that as my mom. So times that were tough sort of clicked later mm. in life when I realized, oh, okay, that's that behavior. Yeah. I, I, um... I'm not going to go into spe uh, specifics um, with the person, but I know exactly what alcohol. I've seen it firsthand, and it is very uh, scary. It is, absolutely. Yeah. And you just care so much about that person, and they're not that person yeah. when they're drinking. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because like, this was actually recently, like over the weekend, where this person called me while they were intoxicated. Mm. And I was letting them know, like, I don't like having a conversation with you when you call me drunk. Right. And the person Boundaries. was saying, I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. I was like, look, I can read you like a child's book. You're very, very predictable. Mm -hmm. Like, I know how you act, know how you speak. It's very noticeable. You know? Exactly. It gets to a point where even my mom would send me a text and I would be like, okay, I'm not responding right now. Because you knew. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even when you were a child. Um more so after the age of 16 is when like the texting and stuff would start because yeah. my parents divorced right around the age of 15 or 16 i think it was right after 16 um but the divorce took like five years it does that yeah isn't it interesting like it it's takes so tough. long and they couldn't afford to separate living spaces right away <sighs> so they were living in the same house yeah, and both of my parents were using me as their therapist for the other side, to talk about the other side. And I didn't know that that was wrong. I thought that I was just being there for wow. my parents. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, wow, that is just not okay. How was that, especially dealing with that like so young? 
devastating, I would say. Because you hear the worst of both sides. You hear things that you should never have to hear about your parents and about what they're going through and things they've said. Yeah. And I've talked to my parents about that since, and both of them agree that that should have never happened. Yeah. Um, and they both apologized for it, and they actually did start seeing counselors. So mm. it was like, okay, I'm out of this. Don't talk to me about the other person anymore. Yeah. It got to a point where I just couldn't take it. Yeah. Like, they're, you're their daughter, not their therapist. Exactly. And there yeah. was that line that had to be drawn that wasn't drawn. Yeah. And my brother was in college, so he was not home. And I just felt I was in a Romus in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you know where I live. Yes. So I was just like, oh, I can't even really go on just a walk out of town yeah. just to get out of here. Man, if you were in San Juan, we'd be like, hey, let's go ride bikes. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, that's how we were always doing it in San Juan. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I was still going to Anzar when all of this started. Yeah. And I kind of withdrew from the friend group a little bit just because I had anxiety. I was starting to deal with depression. Did it deal with, did you feel that during high school? Is that where yeah. it first developed? Yeah. Okay. My, it was my sophomore year. Wow. That's what's crazy because like, I don't remember you saying anything. You know what I mean? I really didn't. I wish you did. I wish I did too, yeah. but I didn't even get what was happening. I was just like, oh, this is just tough times. Yeah. This is just what people go through. Um, and the people that I did mention, like small things too, mental health wasn't really talked about. Yeah. I think today it can be a little bit blown up, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but it is really helpful that it is more talked about today. Yeah. And so back then it wasn't as talked about. So the people I did talk about it too didn't really know what to say. Um, they didn't really have answers and my parents were the ones I needed answers from and they yeah. couldn't give them to me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there was a few times where you guys would invite me out and I would be at home like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And then I would be like, actually, I think I'm not going to go. No, I'm going to go. I would just be back and forth. And then at the last minute, just decide not to. Yeah. I just, it was panic sort of. And I was just nervous. I, it made me, when I was, Dealing with depression, it kind of changed who I was, changed how I interacted, and I had a lot of social anxiety with it. So yeah. I was like, people are thinking I'm weird 24-7. Yeah. You you just thought that, like, day to day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Just walking around school, I'm like, okay, who's looking at me? I always had, like, eyes in the back of my head. I was like, how are people seeing my body how are people looking at me how am I going to interact and every interaction I had I would think about for days later yeah if somebody said something like oh because I did dress a little bit funky and I love that about myself I don't like, remember I, that I thought you dressed normal I mean yeah it was normal but I would wear some like out there pieces and then somebody <laughs> would say something like wow those are weird and I would never wear them again <laughs> You know what I mean? It was just like I was so insecure, yeah. so nervous all the time. Mm. And I feel like that just came from what was going on at home. And yeah. depression was hard to deal with and weird to deal with at yeah. a young age. And during that time, because that was obviously during high school. Yes. And you were 26 right now, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Is that still uh, a day-to-day -day thing? No. Not real, not with depression. Um, okay. I deal with anxiety, but I feel like for different reasons. Yeah. Um, depression, it's different for everybody. Of course. But 
when I kind of started experimenting with cannabis is when my depression sort of started to like become easier to deal with. Um, When I was 16, my parents wanted me to be on antidepressants. So I did. And that was something I don't think I was prepared for. I didn't really know what that could do to somebody who's very young. Yeah. Um, But it was, I guess I could say I didn't deal with it really bad. The medication didn't affect me horribly, but I don't think it helped at all. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I uh, was on medication for, I would say, a few years. And honestly, just sort of stop taking it <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. supposed to wean yourself off and whatever and so i took like a half a pill a half a pill <sighs> half a pill and then like Fuck. every other day i would take one and i was like i don't know if this is good or bad <laughs> my mood's probably gonna go whoosh. but nothing actually crazy happened and i was like okay and i was off antidepressants after that um and then just cannabis was my antidepressant when did you start doing cannabis Let's see. I was 14 the first time I tried it. And then that was in San Francisco. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) That was in San Francisco with my brother. He was in college. And he knew that I was in high school now. He was like, okay, I don't want you smoking behind a shed out of a can yeah. like, if you're gonna smoke weed like do you want to try it with me Aww. and i was like what a big brother god what's your brother's name parker shout out to parker right. jesus guy what a dope dude taking care of his yeah, sister <laughs> seriously i love that i love that keeping me out of some sketchy situations <laughs> yes <laughs> and i was like yeah i i think so and so we went to his apartment and I smoked for the first time, and I got so high, <laughs> and I loved it. Yes. No, I didn't get scared. Like, a lot of people say that the first time they smoke, they fr- <laughs> you. Yes. Yeah, that didn't happen to me, and I almost feel like I smoked when I was young enough that I didn't have, like, fear and concerns and yeah. worries and all that, so yeah. I didn't really have anything to worry about. Lucky. I know, I know. <laughs> So I fell in love with it. Yeah. And um, I would only smoke when I would go to my brother's house, which wasn't that often because he was in college. I was in school. He was in San Francisco. It was hard. Yeah. So uh, I would smoke when I would go up there and I loved it. And then he, like a year or two, a year later, when I was 15, he gave me a pipe and then some weed yeah. that weed lasted me forever. <laughs> like one yeah. hug lasted me so long. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I would just go on my little uh, balcony porch attached to my room, and I would smoke, and it made everything better, because I was at home alone, my parents were off the rails, and I needed, like, some comfort, and that was fun, and um, I actually started smoking a lot with a friend from Anzar, and she would come over all the time, after school, we would smoke, and then we would drink Propel. And we would play Virtual Villagers <laughs> as a computer game that came on my laptop. And we would just zone in and not stop for, like, hours. We'd make those villagers, like, harvest the honey. And we I don't know why. That was everything it was. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that was where it all started. And then uh, I never stopped. Uh, so I left Anzar, like, halfway through junior year. Mm. 
And I did independent studies after that. Okay. So I was at home and I had all the time to smoke and my parents had finally separated. So my mom was living somewhere else. My dad was living somewhere else and I moved in with my mom. Okay. Um, And so I used cannabis pretty regularly. It just made me happier. It made everything easier. Um, What they were doing kind of didn't bother me anymore. You know what I mean? I was just in my own world with my friends, smoking. I didn't go to school, so I was just wild. Um, And then I turned 18, and I was like, okay. I graduated high school when I was 17, and I was like, all right. Now what? I gotta do something. So I gotta start working. And then uh, I worked at Marshalls for okay. like two months. Contemplated life every shift. <laughs> Don't work at Marshalls. It is awful. <laughs> so I immediately stopped working there and yeah. I was looking on Craigslist and I saw that a dispensary was gonna be opening in Monterey. And I was yeah. like, this is a scam. I feel like, be, like that's like such a good idea, for, especially for somebody who loves to be involved with like cannabis. It was, you know what I mean? I, mean, I hate to say it, but it kind of was my whole life at that point. Yeah. I had like a smoking Instagram. <laughs> I was dabbing at that yeah. point. I was going to dispensaries. Oops. You're good. You're good. I was you're good. going to dispensaries. I loved that life. Yeah. All my friends smoked. That was everything. Yeah. And so uh, I thought it was a scam. <laughs> I was like, well. Um, I told my boyfriend at the time, I was like, maybe you should like wait in the parking lot because this building is a bank and it's no longer a bank and it's emptied out and I'm supposed to go have an interview here. So just maybe wait in the parking lot so I don't die or if I do retrieve my body. So, uh, because because cannabis wasn't a thing really yet. It was, but you had to have a med card and all the places were in San Jose yes. or Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Monterey, uppity Monterey, no way. <laughs> and so um, I went to the interview and it was real. They were opening a dispensary there and they asked me like pretty much my cannabis history and yeah. I had enough of it. And so they uh, hired me on and I kind of helped open it at that point. Yeah. Um, started... I mean, it's, the building wasn't even done yet, and we were putting product in a room upstairs, just yeah. like waiting to hit the floor. <laughs> it was crazy, but yeah. yeah, it opened up a few months later, and that was it. That was that was history. I fell in love with the cannabis yeah. industry. <laughs> what does it feel like? Can you describe the feeling of being high, like the actual like feeling of it, like yeah, you know? So, I well, okay, it's gonna depend for everybody. Because I can tell you about the first time I got high, or I can tell you about when I smoke now. Yeah, like, talk about, like, now that you have, like, a routine where you okay. know what feels good for you. Gotcha. You know? Okay. So, let's say you've had a long day at work. You're just like, God, that was stressful. <laughs> Everything sucked. As a smoker, you get kind of excited to go home, and you know that that's going to be, like, a big relief. And honestly, you take, like, that first rip... And it's like, this is going to sound really weird, but it's almost like your skin expands a little bit. It's like everything just becomes looser on you. Nothing is tight anymore, including the thoughts. Yeah. Everything is looser. And for me, I mean, I can still function entirely. I don't get high like I used to. I really wish I did. But it's honestly just like a... I call it like a mind leveler, mood leveler. It Why? just brings everything, just centers me. Why don't you uh, get high anymore as often, you said? 
Because I've used cannabis so much for so long. Okay. Is it because like you have like a, such a high tolerance for it? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There was like a year period where I completely cut cannabis out because I had oh, to. Yeah. And so then I experienced, you know, getting really high again. Yeah. But it was still different than like from the first time I ever did. Yeah. So I think I kind of like burned my body out <laughs> already. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole like, like I, I drink sometimes mm-hmm. uh, with like friends and stuff when we go out. I have no tolerance. Oh my God. Me so, neither. And I don't drink beer or like solid, like I just do shots. Cause I just like it quick and like, yeah. let's just get it out of the way. You know what I mean? Cause I don't enjoy it. I'm just like, you know what I mean? I, I never had an alcohol beverage where I'm like, Oh, this is delicious. Yeah. See, I feel that way about margaritas. <laughs> I love margaritas, strawberry margaritas, yes. but honestly I didn't start, um, really like experimenting with drink. You know, you drink a few times in high school. Yeah, right there. of course. But, Growing up with an alcoholic, it really turned me off to alcohol. I didn't want to ever look like that. Yeah. I didn't want to ever feel like that. didn't want to ever be that. So it just kind of was gross to me. I hated the idea of it. Yeah. But in the last like two and a half years, I would say, maybe three years, I've been experimenting with alcohol more, which sounds silly, but it's like I had tequila for the first yeah. time. I had a good tequila. Then I yeah. had this. So I've been enjoying experimenting with good. it. But yeah, I have such a low tolerance with alcohol. Yeah. And honestly... When you start to not feel good with alcohol, yeah. that's the worst feeling in the world. So I don't like to drink a lot. Yeah, I don't feel that way ever from cannabis. No, like I, uh, it's kind of funny because we, we relate to that very well with the whole like growing up with somebody who had um, an issue with alcohol. Right. I always thought, is this going to happen to me if I drink very consecutively? And you know what? It is always a thought of mine as well. Right. Um, because they always say that if you are the family family of an alcoholic, that it's a lot more likely that you could become one as well. It could be genetic. Exactly. And I was... So I never try to... I try to always remember that. That was always a fear of mine. Yep. You know, I just... Even like to this day, I kind of have like that worry where it's like, okay, but it's like, I don't, I don't think I can't be that worried because it's like, I just have a relationship with everything that I do. Right. You know, like how you say you were experimenting and you're like, oh, I like this. I don't like this. And you know, you know what you're doing and that's important. Exactly. Yeah. And everything in moderation. And that's kind of where yeah. I have to draw my line. I'm like, yeah. I'm never just drinking. I never drink by myself. Good. I never drink. We don't drink at home really. It's only when we go out when yeah. we're having fun, when we're socializing, that's yeah. when we drink. And I'm yes. like, as long as... It stays like that. Yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> like next week, I'm going to go see an old buddy of mine. Uh, he, he asked me like, Hey bro, let's go have like some cigars and whiskey. I was like, dude, that sounds, that sounds nice. You know, that like, sounds really right. Nice. Like, doesn't that sound like a place where you just sit by a fireplace and just like drink and smoke? It sounds like some good stories are going to be told. It sounds like some good memories are going to be made. Yeah. No, that sounds really good. Yeah. You know what I'm down to do? Uh, set up like a thing like that where we could all do that. Like oh. go to a beach get some like just smoke you know whatever we gotta do that sounds perfect doesn't that sound good we gotta set that up yeah i'm so down like whoever like you tell me to do like tell to, like to come i'll I'll do it i'll tell them too that's okay <laughs> <laughs> and we won't tell them i'll be there so we'll show up i'm just kidding no no dude, honestly because like when i like like i said like oh we're gonna talk about this too but <laughs> when i told malie one of your old best friends yeah. that you got engaged she was like in the process of like tearing you know what I mean? I was just like, I love seeing uh, an old friend still being happy for 
that person. You know what I mean? Like absolutely, and that warmed my heart to hear that because yeah. I love Molly. Yeah, there's not a bad bone in that girl's body. No, she is one of the funniest people I've ever met, and I'm <laughs> so glad we were best friends. And yeah, although people, you know, separate, drift apart, go to different high schools, go to college, whatever they may do, I always like we were just talking about previously will have a special place in my heart yeah (laughs) yeah like i I said like like shelby for you personally i haven't seen you in years i haven't talked to you in years but guess what we're standing here right now and guess what not an inch has changed isn't that insane yeah isn't that insane i I was like this isn't even real (laughs) yeah and now i feel like no time has gone by it's so wild and i love that like how but it's also the energy because yeah. it's like i even though if i can bring that energy it's like what is this other person going to bring so it's like it, it it takes two to tango yep you know what i mean and mm-hmm. like you i know you you have that energy so i was like i wasn't worried about having you come here and then like all worried and stuff like that you know what i mean i know you that's why i was like dude i miss shelby i love her i was like i need to see her i need to catch up with her and i was like you know what let me let me have her on the fucking podcast <laughs> so glad you reached out like we said it's been far too long and that won't happen again yes but yeah i love seeing all the pictures like when you post them after you've gone to see like molly yeah. or monica or amber or whatever i'm always like yeah. god it's so good to see everybody just living yeah i just adulting. i just like like my old crew like the people like i still roll around with bro brody and tristan and steven like they're all i love that they're my oldest best friends you know what i mean and like those are my crew i'm seeing them tomorrow night you know what i mean like those are my guys and they have been forever yeah. so you guys have all these memories you got and i mean and we're making more exactly. you know what i mean yep. i love like how like i'm still riding with my people like mm-hmm. that just doesn't end you know that's kind of why i want to make reach out to people like yeah. Molly and everybody because yeah. it's, you know, whether it's just been time that's passed, people like Marsha, like we yeah. were best friends. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, it's so insane. I don't even know where she's at right now. Marsha, where you at? I know Marsha. <laughs> I think she, well, last time I heard she was in San Francisco. Oh, that's not that far. No. It's down the street. And, and you know what? I think a lot of times... I really get down on myself because part of the reason that I haven't seen all these people, it's like, just like you said, it takes two to tango. It's like, I got to fucking reach out. Yeah. And my, I don't want to say my anxiety stopped me from doing that, but I let my anxiety stop me from doing that. Yeah. Because it's ultimately up to me, but I would just get nervous about even sending a text message or a instagram message i just panic yeah because i mean I, I i agree you haven't seen somebody or talked to somebody in years and then you were like you know what i reach i want to reach out to this person because i miss them yeah and, then and like, where do you start yeah but you're also worried of like how they'll respond absolutely you know what if they say i never wanted to fucking hear from you yeah <laughs> like the, it, it could be a possibility but i don't think yeah, people are that yeah. rude i don't think so either you know, you know what? <laughs> my, my fear of yes. the unknown yeah i completely agree with that but like my intention is like hey I've always like had like a strong feelings for this person no matter what. Cause I didn't even leave like, even with you, we didn't like, it's, we didn't like get into a big fight and then we like separated. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, we just we like just... went to our different paths. Exactly. You know what I mean? But like, I wasn't even talking to a lot of people for the longest time because I was fighting. Yeah. I was so 
dedicated to that. So every time people said, hey, let's hang out, I said no. It didn't seem like you had time. And not Could in it? a bad way. You yeah. were dedicating your entire life to that. Yeah. Every day. And I had to, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it's like everybody else wanted to go have fun, party. And I was like, no, I have to, I'm an athlete. I have to like take care of myself. I can't destroy myself. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like now being retired. <laughs> it's so nice. I'm like, man, I've missed out on a lot. Does it know? feel different to slow down? It feels good. Does it? Yeah. Good. I, I, I'd rather have this than that. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Hands down. This is better. This is way better. Even in high school, you were always a showman. Yes. Always. (laughs) Middle school, high school, always. Yeah. If you weren't the best on the team, you were going to be the loudest and most (laughs) charismatic on the team. If you weren't like... I don't know. You always stood out. I feel like even when it came to school, it was like if you were gonna bomb it, you were gonna fucking bomb it. Yeah, like literally, you were gonna ace it. But you always were just very stand out. So it didn't surprise me when you started fighting. Yeah, when you got into the ring, all that, and you always had energy. Yeah. So I was like, I gotta put it somewhere. Yeah, I was like, no, this makes sense. Like this absolutely makes sense. But yeah. But I'm it, not a I'm not a violent guy, which is strange. No, you know. Yeah, you were never somebody that would start a fight in middle school. You I never did picking on anybody. No, you, no. I was always like avoiding it. Yeah, you know, I got picked on like by the older guys, the older grades. <laughs> God, but it's um, I never, I never even stood up to myself back then, ever. That's crazy. Ever, and then like now, I'm just like. Man, like those people wouldn't even dare. No, oh my God, they probably have seen a photo or seen a fight, and they're just like, oh. yeah, like there's they. It's funny because they do follow me and like have me as friends, and like they see like the past, and they're like, oh, what the fuck? Like out of all the people, this Probably guy, now. this this guy did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so weird how like things, but yeah, but I mean that's just like a little chapter of yeah. like the life, you know, just like what all of us cool? do. And that was kind of hard for me to accept too that life can come in chapters. Yeah. I always felt that it had to be this, you find one thing and you stick with it forever. Or yeah. You, it's this, it's not, it doesn't have to be that. And oh. that released a lot of stress and tension for me. Of like, course. Oh, okay. It can come in chapters and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Even like say particular bad things. Yes. Like, uh, I mean, I don't think I've ever said, talked about this like public on on a podcast but like my when my brother passed away um that was a chapter that was that was so young into my life and he was so young when he passed but that was a chapter you know what i mean right like you moved forward i feel like it's always moving forward from the chapter but not moving on yeah of course like it's still there you know what i mean like oh it's it's my baby brother like come on you know what i mean but but I also have to realize life goes on. It does. It absolutely does. Really quick, speaking of your brothers, I never notice how old we are, and I never think about how long we've known each other <laughs> until you post pictures of your brothers. Then I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> they were like toddlers when I met yeah, them. They were, they were children. Babies. Little kids. And now when you post them, I'm like, oh, look at Daniel. Oh, that's not Daniel. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, like, you'll 
Yes. The fr- I'm like, whoa, okay. And now one of them's fighting. I'm just like, wait a second. They're yeah. adult smells. That means I'm like old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my my youngest brother, who's 18, oh he's he sounds like Vin Diesel. He scared me this morning. He was like, hey, what's up, morning man? I was like, dude, don't do that. Oh, my God. It's crazy. I, the youngest one's Josiah. Josiah. God, it's crazy how you remember that. And I, well, I remember him literally being too shy to even say a word. Oh, he was a baby. Yeah. He was such a and baby. Jacob was just crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, still, <laughs> still is. <laughs> yeah, Jacob's fighting now. He's going to school to be a fireman. Yeah, wow, man. Wow, good for him. Yeah, my family is just... All over the place, they're killing it. You know, I'm like proud of that. them. And then my sister had a baby, and she's beautiful. Oh my god, dude, I miss your sister too. Yeah, I miss her too. I haven't seen her in like a week. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. oh my god. I usually see them every weekend, but everybody's been busy and doing their own <laughs> shit. I wish I saw my family that often. I just saw my mom for the first time in over a year. Really? And I haven't seen my brother in a couple of years. Why the delay? Well, he's in Oregon. That's far. That is far. Um, and then, honestly, uh, we have very different views. And when... I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's fine. Everybody does. But, you know, when the whole pandemic and everything kind of came up, yeah. Um, he wasn't so okay with mine. And oh, so okay. he didn't want to see me for a while. But it's... <sighs> To each their home. Yeah. But I had a hard time with that because family's family to me. Yeah. And I can look past your views, so look past mine. And I'm not hurting anybody, so it was just interesting. I said that on the last podcast, how like people need to stop being married to their ideas. Right. Because just because, like, say, if I believe in this and then you believe in that, that does not mean we have to hate each other. Absolutely not. Some of my best friends... We have opposing views, and it doesn't even matter if it's, you know, political, lifestyle, whatever. It could be anything. Yeah. But I love them. I love them. I love their humor. Yeah. I love spending time with them. And honestly, having somebody with opposing views or different views or just different thoughts, it makes things 10 times more interesting. Exactly. You have, like, so much more, like, things to talk about. You really do. You know, like... And it gives you insight into somebody else's mind or to a whole, you know, group of people's minds. Yeah. So I love it. And like, it's funny because you know how they say um, opposites attract? Absolutely. It's so true because like, I don't know anybody who's like, like who does what I do, who like lives the lifestyle that I do, like in my circle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like we all do different things. Right. And that's like, I'd rather have it that way. I don't want like the same group. It's like, oh, like. What, what did you do to work out? What time did you wake up? Oh, you know what? I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? It's like you never want to work at the same place as your no. significant other. No. Because then you're coming home and you have nothing new to bring to the yeah. table. It's that same concept. It's everything. You want to hear other things. You That's want such a great example. That's such a great example. Oh, my God. Because like you, you're away from your, your partner and then you want to like you're so excited to see them. You're just yeah. like, oh, come let me just jump on you. You know exactly. what I mean? 
That's so crazy. Yeah, I don't. And every time Adriana gets home, I'm like, how was your day? Tell me everything that happened with you. Yes. Because I wasn't there all day. Yeah. See, we don't have the same thing going on. And that's how it is when I go see my friends. I'm like, tell me everything that happened with you. Yeah. Whether it be news stories or something that happened in your life that's just different. So That's the whole point of just like catching up. Mm -hmm. You know, it's. But people, people just got away from the whole communication thing. They really did. There was a lot of separation. Yeah. A lot of separation, and I was one of them. I just sort of forgot how to communicate, and I forgot that it was okay to reach out, even yeah. if it had been years. Yeah, well, that's why it's like doing this and seeing old friends and meeting new people. It's like, man, you we can't escape from the whole conversations because that's just how we just get better. Right. You know, like the people, the environment. It's like we have to be surrounded by our people and like just specifically you and like when I'm with the boys and like, I need you guys. You know what I mean? Like we bounce off each other. We all learn from each other as well. All the time. Like say, say if I say something that I did this Mm -hmm. and then you tell me like, Hey Dan, I don't think you did that correctly. I think that was a little wrong. I'm like, Oh, like tell me like why it was wrong. You know what I mean? Like we're feeding off each other, you know, like people need to, but people got away from that. It's like, if, if you disagree with me, oh, it's over. I can't, I can't, can't be with your friend. Man. That's nuts to me. You... I dealt with that a lot this last, the last few years. And it was like, you know, but I, I, lo- I love you. I want to be friends yeah. with you. Why can't it be the same way? Yeah. Well, that shows your character. You know what I mean? Yeah. You still have that strong, durable character. But people, they, it's so hard to describe because I'm still scratching my head and so confused about it. I'm like, what happened? Right? What happened? And, you know, even I got lost in it for a while and was posting my opinion far too much. Nobody should have to see that much (laughs) opinion spewing from me. (laughs) But I was kind of afraid of what was going on, but not for the same reason as everybody else. And so I was just really posting about it a lot, and I could see how that's pretty off-putting. So I've retracted that, cooled it off, and I see where my wrongdoings were. Yeah. But I don't see where that's a place to not love me. Yeah, <laughs> so that's seriously. why I'm just like, ah, no, 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 no. Everybody just, we'll all learn from each other. Yeah, it's better. Honestly, you learn so much from having a conversation where you just don't agree with each other. Absolutely. Because if you if you always agree, it's, yep, I agree. Yep, see, see. That's, oh, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's yes man shit. Exactly, you know, it's yeah. like... It, I, I don't need a cheerleader. I need somebody who's going to critique me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Make me better. Yeah. Give me more information. And you know what? If you come at me with information, you can change the, my mind. The mindset that you maybe hate. Yes. You can change it with some information. Because I'm really open to hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody... Uh, I just listened I to a podcast about that recently. Like, why don't... Like, people might have this idea, but when they listen to somebody who's, like, more educated about that topic, and then they just feed you this information, and then it kind of, like, opens your eyes, like, oh, wow, I actually never thought of it like that. Right. You know? But it's like, no, like, no, I'm going to stick to this and this only. No, you're not going to tell me otherwise. There's been countless times where I really thought I knew how I felt about something. Yeah. And leave it to somebody smarter than me to tell me how wrong I am. Yeah. And I love that because then I'm like, well, you know what? I don't want to be in that mindset then. I was in, I was in the wrong place. So yeah. I almost challenge, not challenge people to come challenge me, but I'm like, bring it on. I love it. I want to learn. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's talk. Isn't it so important to be like with somebody or with people who are just simply better than you? 
Oh my God. Surround yourself with smart people. Yeah. Always yeah. surround yourself with smart people. Like I've ever since I've known you, like, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, you're one of the smartest people I know. Thank you know what I mean? You. So it's like being near you, being some of the people, being near some of the people that I grew up with and I'm still around. It's like, man, I'm, I'm blessed. You know, that's how I feel. And you know, growing up, uh, when it really, when I really started to notice schoolwork and learning and difficulty and people who are smart, that's why I love being best friends with Malene. She yeah. is so smart, dude. So intelligent. My God, so smart. And yeah. so I love being best friends with her because I would always learn from her. Yeah, no, it was like honestly, I being the only thing with you guys when I was near everybody, you, I was like playing catch up. You guys were all like smart, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we were so young. I feel like you were focused on like who was going to be on your team when you got to yes. recess. Oh my! Dude, that is the per- that. See, you that totally know me. That's insane. That was it, and I wasn't good at sports, so all I had to focus on was gluing that incorrectly or doing that right. <laughs> like everybody would be taking their tests. I'm like, hey, are we playing dodgeball for recess? Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Exactly. That is awful. <laughs> I mean, but high school was like the same for me. You know, high school was hard for me. High school is where I started to fail. I got, classes. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I'm I, having a hard time believing in that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, freshman year, I went to Monta Vista Christian School. Okay. And I was coming out of San Juan School on top. Yeah. But like academically, I was like, whoo, I got yeah. this. Then I went to a private school and I was enrolled in honors classes because my grades were pretty awesome. Yeah. And I was with a bunch of other kids who had been in private school their entire life. Shit. That was so hard. Yeah. It was a, I felt like I was in college. It was a different level of academics that I was not prepared for. Yeah. And it scared me. And so I did not do well my freshman year. I think I got like B's and some C's, maybe an A or there. Oh my God. My mom would love me if I got that. <laughs> <laughs> then my sophomore year, so Monta Vista was too expensive. Then we went, I went to Monterey High mm-hmm. my sophomore year for one semester. Mm-hmm. Then, um, and when I transferred there, they put me in all random classes and I was everywhere. Yeah. My grades were terrible. Losing credits. Then I went back to Anzar. Shit. Now my parents are getting a divorce. Yeah. I never do homework. I'm not paying attention in class. I took chemistry twice. Mr. Sparling. I, I love Mr. Oh, Sparling. Yeah, I don't. got a D the first time. And, or maybe an F. I don't even know. But I was like, <laughs> and I tried really hard. Yeah. And I took it again the next year and I got the same grade. And he was like, I'm just going to give you a C because you tried really hard. And I was like, thank oh you, Mr. Sparling. So um, my grades were bad, just yeah. plummeting because I, did, I didn't turn anything in. And then I went uh, and did independent studies. Yeah. It's a joke. It's the biggest <laughs> joke of school ever. So I just feel like in high school, I had such a patchy like learning experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. That's crazy. But I appreciate you thinking that I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel smart. <laughs> you were. You definitely were. All right, Shelby, I want to talk about health. Let's talk about it. So you were telling me off air that you were uh, slowly getting into it. 
explain yes. yourself. Okay, so if you want, I can just start at square one where it got so bad. <laughs> so, uh, it's been a long time coming that I've needed to work on my health. Yeah. Um, in high school, actually, I kind of forgot about this. In high school, I decided I'm going to get in shape. And so I signed up for cross country. Okay. To run. Never having run before. <laughs> but I was like, at least I'll go to like the practices. Yes. I just need to like be out there with people. Like, yeah. I need to do something. And it's like a self sport. So yeah. I could just get better <laughs> as myself, you know? Yes. Uh, the first like run that I went on, I did not understand why I could not run and why everybody else could run. Everybody. Yeah. And I felt like I had a huge weight on my chest yeah. and I couldn't breathe. And I was like, okay, this is weird. I ask everybody else, they don't feel like this. Yeah. What is going on? So I went to some doctor's appointments, um, had a procedure done where they did like a catheter through my groin up into my heart while I'm awake. And then they pump something into your blood that like makes your heart race so that they can see while you're awake what happens. Um, And it was still kind of inconclusive, but what they kind of sort of have grasped is that um, the closest thing that they can describe is that I have sort of like an older like an older man heart or like that um some must like the the heart grew around some arteries yeah and so when it pumps really hard my arteries are closed down so they're not getting as much blood as they need wow so they considered us like one of the stints or stents however you say it to keep that artery open so that i would get as much blood as i needed um but uh, they decided they didn't want to be that invasive and we would just try out some medication. So they put me on like a beta blocker to just yeah. keep my heart from kind of accelerating. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have any more problems and it was bad. I mean, I would even get in the shower and if I would get too hot, my heart would start to race and I would get out and almost pass out, throw up. Like it was just, I didn't know why that was happening to me. If it wasn't happening to other people. Like I wasn't really overweight or anything. So I didn't understand why I wasn't just generally a healthy person mm-hmm. um so i just was on the medication for a while would go back for yearly checkups and honestly i kind of just stopped taking the medication sort of yeah. when i stopped taking my antidepressants i was just mm-hmm. like i don't want to be on medication anymore yeah um and i haven't really had any flare-ups it's a little tough when i exercise i just notice i have to really ease into it yeah and not really any cardio but i'm okay with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean people think like oh if I have to do an excess amount of cardio in order to have like a good exercise. Like that is extremely false. And that's what I thought. I thought I have to go out there and just book it and run and just treadmill and all this stuff. No. No. And that's what was like killing me for lack of better words. It was just tearing me down. So um, I dealt with that in high school, kind of just put it out of my mind after that. And then didn't work out was just working a lot was at the dispensary just never stopped working because mm-hmm. i was managing it it was just all the time we were super busy yeah. and i never stopped and then years later comes my 23rd birthday and it is really weird that it happened on my 23rd birthday but i had like an anxiety attack and it was kind of out of nowhere we went to borchard farms the yeah. pumpkin patch Got pumpkins. It was my mom, um, Adriana, my fiance, and my brother. And we just went there to get some pumpkins. And then afterwards, we were going to meet up um, 
with Kelsey too <laughs> for for lunch with my mom. Shout and out to Kelsey. Shout out to Kelsey. <laughs> Day one, been there. <laughs> for real. <laughs> and uh, so we tried to go to lunch. We, I think we went to like Applebee's or something. Like nothing crazy. Just yeah. like, let's just meet up. And right when, right when we sat down, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to pass out. I started to get really lightheaded. And my yeah. mom was like trying to get water. And it just like wasn't fast enough. I didn't feel good. And I did get the water. Didn't help at all. And I was like, okay, I need to, I need to go. And I had never had an anxiety attack before, anything mm. like that. So I go out to the car, and I like lay the seat down, and I am like in full blown panic. I am having like weird body feelings that I've never felt before. Mm. Feel like I'm gonna pass out. I am like freaking out, but I don't know what I'm freaking out about. And it was just the most bizarre feeling I'd ever had. Yeah. That feeling and literally with it happened within moments that feeling lasted for the next year mm-hmm. i lost a lot of work like not a lot of work but i would go home early a lot of days it was so hard for me to be at work um for actually for the first few months i took off a lot of work um we tried to go stay at hotels and like really nice rooms just like luxury just to relax to get my mind off of whatever was going on and i had no idea why this was happening looking back now i realized my mom was moving to auburn sacramento Mm. from here um she and i were having a rough time because of all the issues that we've had in our past my brother was moving from here to oregon everything was changing my family was like leaving and i was not dealing with that mentally and there was a lot going on with work and everything and rent was expensive it was just stress of course so it blew up and then um i struggled for months Mm -hmm. for i mean for that next year um pretty shortly after that uh initial day on my birthday i stopped using cannabis because every time i would go and take a rip or take a hit it would amplify things 10 times and it would make me feel horrible really yeah i would get sick i would shake i mean it was just awful wow and there actually is a thing where you can overdose with cannabis i've never heard of that yeah and it's called cannabis i could pronounce this wrong because i've never heard anybody say it but yeah. it's hyperemis hyperemis or hyperemesis okay. something like that um and it is like cyclical vomiting, you can't keep things down, it's shaking, body convulsions, it's a, it's a lot of things, but mm-hmm. it's from prolonged use, like just heavy, heavy use. And I had been using cannabis at this point almost 10 years, really heavily, every single day. And I was dabbing, so I'm using the concentrated form of THC, yeah. flooding my brain. I had absolutely no idea what an endocannabinoid system was at that time yeah. and that's each person has their own receptors for cannabis mm-hmm. flooding mine daily just obliterating it because cannabis was making things easy for me right mm. it was actually hurting me and so uh, when the anxiety attack happened had to stop using it just switched over to cbd um and with a little bit of cannabis there because mm. I was having like withdrawals almost. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. I didn't think it was possible, but then I learned about it. And apparently a lot of people go to the hospital for it because I don't know what's <sighs> happening. And they keep trying to use more. Yeah. That's what helps your nausea, but it wasn't. So um, over that year, 
I went from like 106 pounds to 87 pounds. So, I lost a lot of weight. Wow. It was scary. Yeah. <laughs> my whole, my family, every time they would see me, which wasn't often because mm. it was really hard for me to go out, I would freak out. But every time my dad would see me, he would just be like, oh my God, like your face, like your face is sunken in, like you don't look good. And I'm like, well, I'm not good, so I don't know what you want. Yeah. All my pants were fitting looser. I mean, they, my legs looked skeletal. My hip bones showed so much. My arms went down. My face was really thin. Yeah. I did not did not like taking pictures because I would see it. Yeah. And all the clothes that had been tight on me before, baggy. I was having to go buy new clothes, and I was already a very small size. So I'm like, okay, the children's department. Like this isn't even wow. this isn't right. And I could not gain weight i would go on my lunch at work and i feel like i had had so much going on all day plus the anxiety i would sit down with my lunch not hungry really and then i'm like i know i need to eat it so i go to take a bite it would almost be like it would make me gag because i was just like ooh, not hungry trying to force yourself to eat so then i would go from all day to getting home and have like a tiny meal at like 11 p.m. Yeah. So not eating all day, every single day, and not eating well just disappeared me. It was, I was gone. My coworkers were like, hey, we noticed that like you're getting really thin. And I'm like, I know, I know, I'm trying, but I couldn't do it. I could not get a handle on it for the longest time. Fuck. And honestly, it's been a really slow process getting back to where I am right now. Yeah. It is so hard for me to keep the weight on. And it always has. I've always wanted to weigh more than I do. Mm. Weight just doesn't happen for me like that. People can just be like, well, we'll eat more. Well, I no. can eat as much as I want to. No. I'm not eating the right things. I'm not doing the right stuff. It's not going to work. I could no. drink the protein shakes. I could eat the protein bars. I was uh, had this powder. It was like calorie powder basically i don't even remember what it was my boss bought it for me because he was so worried and i was trying that but i wasn't exercising so i was losing weight even faster yeah so honestly it took slowing down covid hit and wasn't working at the dispensary anymore because they completely shut down so i was like okay now i'm at home all i have is time to eat and nothing to be anxious about, right? Because I'm not responsible for all this stuff going on at work and yeah. stressing me out. So I just would eat a lot at home and started to gain a lot of weight back. But then anxiety would hit. And now it was like this thing that when I would get a little bit of anxiety, mm. I would just drop weight. And it was like, why? why is that what happens? Why can't I just be sad or frustrated or just yeah. anxious? Yeah. So that was tough. And so I wasn't doing a lot after, uh, like, right when COVID started. So like I said, I was just eating. Anxiety happens. Lose weight. So it's just been, like, the last two years of me trying to gain that weight back on. Yeah. Because I'm 26 now, and that first year is where I lost it all, and that's where I was 23. Mm. So the last two years have been me trying to put back the weight. Yeah. But I still haven't gotten to where I was even previously. Mm. 
And it's just been frustrating because I don't look how I want to look when I look in the mirror. I'm like, okay, I want to weigh more. How do I weigh more? Keep eating, keep eating, keep eating. That's not it. So it just gets really frustrating. And so, honestly, just like kind of we were talking about off air, I see your posts every day. I see how dedicated you are. And in the back of my mind, I've always thought, if I just dedicated myself to my weight, not just by eating, if I paid attention to what I was eating, Mm. if I paid attention to what I was doing, I know things could change for me because look at how, look at his results. You know what I mean? He gets some, whatever he wants, he's going to make it happen because of the dedication every day. That's something that I didn't have. And so just very recently, I've decided, okay, cardio isn't for me. Um, Just eating isn't going to be for me. So weightlifting. That's my next step. (laughs) And I got a gym membership about a month ago. And it took three weeks before I even went for the first time because I was terrified yes yes i was so scared and i was so scared because when i walk in there what machines do i use yes how much weight do i put on them yeah how many reps do i go yeah you know you know what i would tell you introduce your body to it yeah like give it a proper introduction meaning your your body is not used to weightlifting right so it's it's appropriate to introduce it like you know what i mean like especially with food as well like eating differently when you're not used to consuming these foods it'll it'll be an adjustment because that's how it is Mm -hmm. you know but it's it's important to literally tell your muscles by what you are lifting like hey this is what's happening guys we're working these muscles and we're gonna build it slowly we don't have to put a huge amount of weight right now we don't have to do this amount of crazy reps and sets we're just introducing our bodies to this different movement exactly it's completely foreign to my body 100 percent. so this was scary so you know what i did on the way there i'm youtubing beginner workouts (laughs) for females (laughs) what to do your first time at the gym and then i googled like what's the average weight a woman should be lifting for my height and my weight and all this stuff and i know i'm weak and i don't want to be weak anymore losing a lot of weight i was the weakest i'd ever been my body just sucked all like the life from itself and so when i walk upstairs i'm like i shouldn't be winded that was ridiculous you know and it's like these things that i'm mentally aware of yeah and so I'm like, okay, awesome. I'm going to go, I'm going to try it. And when I got to the gym, I was like, sweet. Some of the same like machinery from the video is here. I'm going to use that. (laughs) I know that. So I used like the stair climber for a little bit. I used it for five minutes and wanted to die. Good. (laughs) And then I used like the little leg, uh, leg press or whatever. And it said like the app, Google. Thanks, Google. So, like, the average weight starting out for a woman, you should be able to do 50 pounds. Like, my thing is, like how I said in the beginning, introducing your body. It's like, do what you think you can do right at this very moment. Yep. And build up. Thank you. you I wish I had something. Yeah. I wish somebody had said that. Yeah. So, I 
put the little prong at 50. I go to push, and I'm like, immediately, yeah. oh my god. And it was, like, the realization was just kind of like, I am where I am. Yes. Don't be embarrassed. Yeah. If somebody sees you move that thing lower and yeah. lower. No, it's not. I got to start somewhere, and yeah. I'll move it higher and higher. Yeah. So I moved it to where I was comfortable, and then I did my workout. Yeah. And I felt really good. And I like went over to this arm. I felt confident. And I was like, I'm going to try that arm thing over there. I love that. And I tried the arm thing over there. And then I like just did a few more things and then went home. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm not scared. I still have no idea what I'm doing. I love that. But dog. I'm not scared now. Yeah. So that's also I'm trying to cut out soda. I try not to buy soda anymore. Yes. I let myself have it if I get fast food right now because it's too hard to cut out all the way just yet. I'm yes. working on it though. And it's a lot less. And I've been yeah. drinking so much water. Yeah. So much water. Yeah. Like that's that's all I really consume really is like yeah. tea, coffee, and water. But mainly water. Like coffee, the caffeine is like very rarely, like maybe yeah. like twice a week maybe. Um, but mainly water. Yeah. I'm peeing in the middle of the night all the time. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, my thing is like, if you're pe- like, I pee so clear that I don't even need to flush the toilet. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what's happened. I'm like, whoa, yes. I'm literally liquid. I'm made of water now. I know I was before, but you know, it's, it's crazy. And the more water I drink, the more I want water. Yes. The more I crave it. Yeah. And so I have that mentality. I'm like, okay, the more I go to the gym, the more I'm going to crave it. Yeah. The more I'm going to want that. Yeah. But my biggest like inspiration right now is that I'm getting married in a year and I want to look a certain way when I get married. Yeah. I don't want to look like a freaking rail. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's my inspiration. And people are always like, Oh, for your wedding, this and that you want to do that. It's like, don't set goals like that. I've always wanted to be more fit. But that's course. just where my timeline is. I'm like, all right, yeah. in a year, I'm going to look a little bit different. Yeah. I'm going to look a little bit different because yeah. I'm tired of not liking how I looked and then just being unhealthy. It's not okay to be unhealthy. Yeah. Like my thing is if you want to, if you want to live a very long life, it's like what we do daily is it all comes together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what we do daily. It's either going to increase or decrease our lifespan. You know, absolutely. And I want to have a long life. Yeah. And the way that I'm living or the way that I was living until two months ago yeah (laughs) wasn't gonna give me that long life yeah absolutely not and like i was i said this off air that's like whatever like that gets put into your gut correlates to your brain 100 percent. you know and i've just been eating garbage so that's just what's gonna be in my body but like introducing your body to you know the resistance training and to the nutrients in your body it's all gonna just come together and it's progress like People think like, oh, if I have this, if I start to eat healthy and I go to the gym for a week, I should be seeing results already. It's like, no, you put, you plant a seed into the ground. It's not going to grow into a flower the next day. Exactly. You it's know? really not. Yeah. It's, it's going to be ugly for a while. Yeah. Like and great. That's where I'm ready to be. Great. You know? Literally great things take time. Yes. They you do. know, like I, I am at it all the time because I, I, I think when I was younger, I always wanted to like look a certain way. Now I want to just feel good. It's not about how you look. It's about how you feel now. Exactly. That's, that's, that's huge. That's that's all it is now. Like if I don't, if I don't sleep seven plus hours a night, I feel like garbage. Wow. Like literally I'm like, I make sure that is mandatory. Like my bedtime is 7 PM every single day. 
That's amazing. You know? Yeah. And I wake up at 4 a.m., sometimes 3.30, and get up, work out, make my breakfast. Well, actually, my, my food's already ready, so I have a week's worth of food in my fridge already. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's what I need to do also. Because yeah. I will skip a lot of meals. Yes. Because it's inconvenient. Yeah. Or because I'm on the go. Or because I don't feel like cooking. Just all the things. But I've always said, if somebody set a meal in front of me yeah. all the time, <laughs> I would eat all the time. Yeah. So yeah, that's something I need to do. So like, pick the best day to cook a week's worth of meal. Like my, my thing is, I don't want to wake up and have to make breakfast, make lunch, make dinner. It's like, yeah. why not use one specific day that only takes like two hours or less tops? Mm-hmm. And that way you have a week's worth. That way it's like when you wake up and you're ready for breakfast, oh, I can just go to the fridge and go, you know, microwave it because it's already made. Exactly. My lunch, same thing. My dinner, same thing. And if I want a snack, oh, I'll have some fiber in me, you know, make a shake. Like mm-hmm. that's like the best thing that way. Because me, I'm busy and I don't have time to cook all day. So that's why I use one day. And if any of you see how Daniel eats, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> so it wor- yeah, that's got to work because... That's- I see your meals. I yeah. see what you post. I see that food. It looks like it's fresh every time. Yeah, but it's it's a week's worth. Like, I that's the thing. That. You know what I mean? It, it may look fresh, but it's like, it was done. Like, I cooked today. Like, before I started a podcast. Like, I did a podcast earlier before. Mm-hmm. And I did all my cooking for the rest of the week. For next week, too. So, it's like, you know, it's I just want to be organized and structured. That's what makes things easier. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't want to have to like, because oh, cooking takes time. It absolutely does. And you know what? Previously, we were doing that HelloFresh. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. But it would be nice if it was pre-made, something <laughs> ready to go. Yes. <laughs> if it made more meals, it's pretty much as pre-made as it, yes, yes. it gets. But yeah. I, I really like that idea, and I think it helps with consistency. Yeah. Yeah. But just know, like what I tell all my clients, that it takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you when you put money to the stock market, your first your first time you're not going to become a billionaire right away right. you know what i mean it takes time like people they what it's not people's diet or movement that's mainly the issue it's their patience right and for yeah. me it was my patience and excuses no i would always have an excuse oh i'm working oh i'm busy yes yeah oh well this is easier yeah. oh well i want to go to sleep soon so i'm just gonna door dash yeah Oh, well, actually this, well, actually that. Well, I can't get a gym membership. Can't afford it. Can't do this. And you know what? There might be truth to any of those things, but they're not, it's it's not worth it. Yeah. But all of that, that past stuff, that all those things that you said, Mm -hmm. that was supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Yes, it was. Because now that's all going to correlate to what you're going to do now and like going forward. And I just look back and I'm like, man, it really wasn't a priority. My health was not a priority. And as I look forward, as I want to have children, as I'm aging, as all of this stuff happens, I'm like, no, I need to be in better health than ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like my, that's my, that is my main priority is my health. Yeah. Because if that is not intact, then I am not me. I can never be me. But I mean, I feel like your proof is in the pudding though. Yeah. I would are, say so. Yeah, you're healthy yeah. and you show people exactly what you do to get there. Yeah. But it's not like it's some secret. <laughs> yeah, but I also have to be aware, like I also have to let people aware, like just because it works for me doesn't work for you. Right, like, you know what right. I mean? It's like we're our own experiment. We have to see what we like, what we don't like. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. 
like I'm still experimenting with things that I like and don't like. And it's You're fun. You're going to find ways to be better. Oh, yeah. That's the best part. I'm yeah. like, what happens if I do this a little bit more? What happens if I eat this with a bigger portion? Like, what's going to happen? Like, experiment with stuff. You know, it's like, make it fun. Exactly. Because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, earlier you said something about your fiance. Yes. Congratulations on being engaged, by the way. Thank you so, so much. Go back <laughs> on how you guys first met. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how real do you want to get on here? <laughs> as real as it gets. Look at, look at this title, Talking On My Ass Podcast. Come okay, on. okay. <laughs> so I was working at the dispensary in Monterey. It was called Monterey Bay Alternative Medicine and was just doing it every day, just selling weed. That was what I loved. People were still called patients back then. We were still, like, helping people with their cancer. I mean, like, it was really medical back then. Now it's recreational, for sure. So that's what I was focused on. Um, I was living with my boyfriend um, in Hollister. Okay. Yeah, we lived in Marina with my mom for a little bit, but then we lived on his parents' property in Hollister. Um, not a good relationship. We started dating when we were really young. Mm. And, you know, you've kind of formed bad relationship habits if you're in a relationship when yeah, you're young. Agreed. And you kind of grow up and you yes. don't see healthy habits. You don't know about other people and how you should be treated. Exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't good. Um, I think we were just used to each other and used to living together. So it was just kind of that. But then there were times where it was horrible also. Very protective. Um, I wasn't allowed to go see family. Wasn't allowed to spend too much time with Kelsey. Wow. Um, Yeah. And it was always, uh, well, I'm at home. Like, where are you? It's like, well, I'm with Kelsey. Like I said, well, like, why don't you want to be here with me? It's like, because it's very important to have time with your friends. Yes. So it was just really unhealthy. Yeah. Um, And I didn't know that. So just working a lot. I was paying for everything in our relationship and I got really tired of it. So... I actually got him a job at the dispensary. (laughs) I thought that was going to clear all my problems. Hey, you could see me more so you can stop complaining. Exactly. You'll know where I am. You'll see me and you'll have some money to pay for things. Yes. He'd be like, I would love to go out to dinner. And he'd be like, well, I don't have any money. He'd be like, okay, well, I still want to go. So like, I guess I'm paying. Wow. Oh my God. Who is this guy? I got him a job because I really thought that was just going to help That's him some grow queen up. shit. Literally, Thank some you. queen shit. Jesus Christ. Continue. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is going to help him grow up. Like, we're young. Like, whatever. We've been just hanging out. I really need you to be serious. Yes. We'd been together for like three and a half years at that point. And uh, so, yeah. So I got him the job at the dispensary. Um, Adriana also worked at the dispensary. Okay. Um, she was actually part of the team that helped open it as well. Oh, shit. First time she ever talked to me, she asked me for my email. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always bring that up. She's like, why do you always gotta say that? And I'm like, because you did. You asked me for my email. But, um, you know, the first time we ever met was just very business. Yeah. We were going to be coworkers working together. Um, and then kind of a few months after everything started, um, I was the manager. She was my assistant manager. We worked hand in hand together. We were 
got to know each other really well. We were best friends. Yeah. I was just like, dude, who is this chick? Like, she's so cool. Yeah. I loved hanging out with her. Um, and we hung out all the time. Like, everybody. The group did. The, the co-worker group that we had. Oh, yeah. Really, like, tightened. That's so, always the thing, you yeah. know? Yeah. So we were always hanging out. And then, you know, she and I would just go smoke, like, on lunch or smoke after work. And it yeah. was, that's how it started, was the burn cruises. <laughs> just hop in my car real quick. We'll just go for a ride. Yes. And then I started to realize that I would get like kind of jealous when other girls would come in the dispensary and like see her. And I was like, why, why does that matter? Like I, I'm in a relationship. What? Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of confused by that. And I had never been into females previously whatsoever. Yeah. Um, never even a thought in my mind, mm. never crossed. And so, um, it kind of caught me off guard. And so I didn't think of it as I'm attracted to her or I like her. I thought of it more as like, why am I being such a protective friend? Mm. I thought I just was like being weird about her having a girlfriend. I was like, yeah. this is weird. Why am I like this? Yeah. Um, and things would get sort of like, tense between us and i was just like what is this normal like what is what is this i just didn't get it and things were getting worse and worse and worse at home yeah and it was just bad but i didn't know how to leave Mm. i was so young it was my first real relationship i had no idea that you could break up with somebody if that makes sense i'd rather get broken up i i I would hate (laughs) to break up with somebody (laughs) yeah yeah i had no idea how to do that and I also felt very very trapped yeah. um, and he had made me feel that way for years mm-hmm. so I was I kind of lost myself entirely and I think the reason that I gravitated so much towards Adriana is she was like I was like finding myself again I was like yo this is who I used to be like I used to be a fun person I used to want to go and do things and I haven't yeah. in so long mm-hmm. and I loved that and she just would like encourage me to be myself where he would never do that and I was like, dude, this is like the coolest best friend ever. Yeah. And um, I spent a lot of time with her, like a lot. And I think back and I've sort of blacked out. I don't know if it was on purpose or you know how the brain just sort of blacks out tough of course, times? Of course. So I blacked out a lot of that beginning time. So I have no idea like how long of a time that was. But I know that I was spending a lot of time with her. Yeah. And... Um, one day I sort of like came to my feelings, was like, whoa, like I have a crush on her. This is weird. Yeah. But it was just like, okay, this is just going to be like a one time thing. (laughs) Like I just have a crush on a girl. This is weird. Yeah. I'm really attracted to her when she walks in the room. Like I get butterflies. I freak out. Dang. And so I was like, this is weird. (laughs) Whatever. And, um. It's so hard for me to tell this story because it was somebody, it was me, but it's somebody that I just am not. And so it's something that I regret is how I handled the whole situation, but I was 19. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing and I had no idea how to be in a toxic relationship and how to leave it. So I hate how I handled it. And when I look back, I'm like, oh, Shelby, that was the worst thing to do. But I just... Honestly, I was so unhappy at home. I had sort of a, I could give a fuck at a certain point. I sort of mentally was like, whatever happens with my life, 
if it falls to pieces, it falls to pieces. Yeah. And so one day I was in the car with Adriana and we were on our way back to work from our lunch break. And I told her, so I need to tell you something. She was like, what's up? And I was like, I want to know what it would be like to be with you. Like have sex with you. Yeah. And she was like, (laughs) what the fuck? Oh my God. She just like looked at me like, um, okay. And she was just kind of like, how long have you felt that way type of thing? And then we got back to work like two minutes later and it was just like a, ah, well, that was weird. Yeah. That was weird. I didn't say that. <laughs> you don't say that. So freaking out about that. But now I told her and didn't tell her that I have feelings for her. I yeah. told her that I wondered what it would be like to be with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had told her in the past how awful my sex life had been and she was just like oh Shelby like oh no like hated hearing that and I was just like yeah like uh it's awful and she was just like oh dear so when I told her that I think she was probably confused and felt crazy yeah I felt crazy for even saying that that's not me that's not me (laughs) and um so things just kind of kept progressing I guess and one day um it was right when we got to work. We were, like, putting our stuff away in the break room. And she, like, turned and grabbed me and kissed me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> now I crossed a line that I never thought I would cross being in a relationship. I do not condone cheating. I think that's the worst thing you could do to somebody, really, besides, like, abuse, of course. Yeah. So I was like, oh, but oh, my God. <laughs> that was amazing. So completely blew me away, took me off my feet. I was... I just I felt crazy, like yeah. just head over heels for her. But I couldn't tell her that because in my mind, this was just like a, she would, oh, for the purpose. She always said she did not want to get married, did not want a girlfriend, loved just being the single life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in my mind, I'm like, she's never going to want to be with me. This yes. isn't going somewhere. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I'm just going to experience this in my life, I guess. Yeah. And so... Um, we started hooking up and I definitely had been in love with her for a long time Yeah. and things were getting really bad at home. And then he saw some text messages Fuck. Yep. between Adriana and I, and they weren't good. And so I was, it was bad. Um, he woke me up from a nap and said, I went through your phone. This is what I saw. And I was just like, oh, oh my God. Okay. It's like your heart sinks. Everything is, everything was scary for me because the relationship had been really toxic and he scared me and his dad scared me. We lived on his dad's property. Mm. So I was scared and I was like, oh my God, I just did the biggest fuck up of my entire life and I got caught. Yeah. I don't regret it because I'm in love with her. Yeah. But what do I do? right in this moment and so things got really really bad um instead of breaking up with me he kept me around and sort of was abusive in ways and it was like i didn't leave because i had just fucked up so i was so guilty about Mm. what i had just done i was like oh god like i can't leave him you know what i mean what did i just do Mm -hmm. and so um, I told Adriana, I was like, okay, he knows. Uh, we all three work together. So it was 
horrifying at work. Horrifying at work. Um, <laughs> really bad. I'm like imagining. I'm like fuck. Yeah. Well, I uh, walked. We weighed out the weed there. I opened up the door, and they're both back there sitting. And uh, my ex-boyfriend at the time, or his boyfriend at the time, looked at me and went, "Get out!" And I was like, "Okay." And I turned and I got out. And later she told me, he asked her, are you in love with my girl? Fuck. And she was like, I think your problem is not with me. It's with your girl. Like, you need to take that elsewhere. And she was right. I was the problem. I was the one causing all of this. I was mm. losing it. And um, so, yeah, things were just horrible. Yeah. And then I couldn't take it anymore. And one day I said... I'm, I, we can't be together anymore, and I left, and I, like I said, we were on the property with his parents, so, um, I called his mom, and I was like, can you come down here? I'm leaving, and she, the first thing she said to me when she got to the door was, have you been taking your medication? And I was like, oh, I need to get away from this family. Like, <laughs> yeah. My God. Yeah. So I left, and I never never went back my mom actually went and got my stuff um and i called adriana when i left and adriana i forgot to mention she and i had previously mentioned that we were in love with each other and we were both just like oh fuck yeah she was gonna like move away because she couldn't be around me because i was hurting her yeah and we weren't allowed to talk to each other because we had been caught whatever so um i broke up with him and I was like fuck that and I called her fully aware that she could say you know no you hurt me no but she said go to your mom's house I'll see you after work and I said okay and we never left each other's side from that day um it was a really rough start and I can't even believe I'm even talking about it on here but like you said that's, that's as real as it gets that's exactly what happened it was something that I do regret because I would, I regret how I handled it. I don't regret what happened yeah. because I'm at the love of my life very unexpectedly. Yeah. But I do regret that I hurt somebody in the process. Yeah. But it was a very toxic time. I was not in my right state of mind. Yeah. I would never do, even dream of doing something like that now. And like I said, thinking about it, it's like. Yeah, but you have to look at his end too. I mean, yeah. he was not being a, a service to you. No. Like, what the fuck? Like, it was bad. Yeah. And I was just young, so I didn't know. Yeah. yeah but I thought it was one of those, like, oh, well, this is what couples go through. Mm. But no, it was really unhealthy. Yeah, when we're young, we don't really understand. And as we get older, it's, um, I kind of have that feeling. It's like when, I remember when I was in, like, my first real relationship, because I've only been in one real relationship. It was, like, over five years. And looking back at it, it's like, oh, I was supposed to be with that person then. Right. But not right now. Just like you said, chapter. Chapters. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But I'm grateful for all those experiences, the good, the bad, because they're lessons. I learned a lot. Yeah. I learned how I will never be treated again. I learned, you know, so much. And I learned about myself, how I'll never treat others again. Yeah. Yeah, so we've been together for the last five, almost six years. Wow. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. (laughs) It is. Yeah. It's the most fun I've ever had. It's... It's crazy. It is insane. I am like, okay, this is what people were talking about. Yeah. The happiness. Yeah. And when you say opposites attract, oh my God. (laughs) 
my god we are opposites yes opposites i love that though but it led to led to that you know what i mean it did it's like oh like you were saying that back then like oh like i, I regret doing that like how i handled this it's like honestly i look back at stuff that i did that i i don't regret yeah i don't I, I did things, uh, I've lied to people, I've said stupid things to people, I've hurt feelings and stuff like that. I feel bad that I did that now, but I don't regret right. it. You know what? And maybe that's a better way to look at it, yeah. a better way to put it also, yeah. because I wouldn't change anything, Right. but I, now that I've learned, if I were to do it again, you I would, would do things Exactly, yeah. Like, my next relationship, it's like... My last relationship taught me so many lessons where I get to take into my next relationship where it's like, I don't get to make those mistakes again Mm -hmm. and I won't allow myself to, Yeah, you know what I mean? That's why I'm just kind of like sitting back and just taking my time. There's no rush and like me trying to find a queen or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's just, I feel like the energy and the life that you live and the energy that you put out, I feel like. The world is building you one. I feel like yeah. she's not ready for you yet. I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there. I feel like with what you put out into the world, you are going to be returned with something extravagant, with someone incredible. I hope so. But I, I think that when you rush something like that, when you rush finding somebody who is going to, I mean, and I'm talking about you, who's going to meet your expectations, your yeah. standards, the way that you live. That's somebody pretty special and pretty outstanding. So I think it's wise that you're not rushing it. Yeah. Like one of my, um, I call him my big brother. Uh, He told me to be very highly selective in the person that you choose. And I was just like, fuck. And I, I mean, you posted something recently and it was something about it's incredibly important who you choose to be your life partner for many reasons, but one important one also being that's going to be your financial future yes do you want to be successful absolutely yeah does your partner have the same values thoughts hopes yeah do they have the same saving patterns are they spending everything that you save yeah that's a huge factor yeah and it really made me think i was like wow yeah Somebody could be completely torn apart by yeah. their significant other. It's like, is my partner going to be an asset or a liability? Right. It's like, wow, I yeah. like I want my I want my queen to, like, that's the thing. That's a title. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if I call you queen, it's like, because I mean that. You know, Absolutely. But, but that queen shit has to be, you know, like, I don't want somebody to live off my stuff. It's like, I want somebody to be doing their own thing. You know what I mean? It's like build your own castle as well. You know, it's like build whatever you're going to do. Like just do it. If you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, yada, yada, or, or you're building businesses, assets and real estate. Oh, who knows? I don't know, but it's like, it's important to have it both sides. You know, it is because two assets together. That's, that's unbeatable. It really is. And it keeps growing. Yeah. Adrienne and I love to spoil each other. Yes. Love to. Yes. But I would feel so uncomfortable if she spoiled me and I could not return that. Of course. Of course. Or, you know, vice versa. It doesn't even matter. Both of us feel that way. It's like, no, we have to have separate empires because we have to bring something to the table for each other. Yes. And just like you were saying, you know, it, 
I always want to be better and bring more to the table for her. I would never want to sit back because of her. Yeah. I love that she's successful. She's doing an amazing job. That does not mean that as she gets more successful, I get more comfortable and just sit back and, oh, well, this is nice. Yes, yes. It makes me want to work harder. Yeah. Like I was talking about that with a buddy of mine, how he was saying, I brought this up, how it's important to keep things sexy. Yeah. Like don't don't get lazy in the relationship like how you said laid back being complacent and just being comfortable because when you're comfortable that's when everything goes to shit it's true you know i notice a lot of people um after they have children their children become their identity yeah and they know they say well yeah it's my mom clothes it's my mom this yeah you are a mom but you're still you yeah and you still have a partner and who are these kids looking up to if they're looking up to somebody that only takes care of them not themselves and i see that and i'm like god i just i used to fear like oh god i hope i don't become that but i know that i won't because i'm aware of it yeah and i'm going into it with the mentality of i want to still be very much me so that i can be sexy to my wife so that i can be inspiring to my children i need to have me not just well i'm still wearing my maternity pants eight months after everybody's different and everything's fine but that's how i want to (laughs) be well you did it the smart way because you're growing up you grew up before you're starting this life yeah and people do it the opposite people will have they'll get married at a very young age they'll have kids at a very young age and then they decide to grow up that's very true. And then their children are kind of looking at them like, what is happening here? We're growing up together. <laughs> Literally. And it's yeah. like, it, I don't know. I, I just, I want, because I've seen too many examples of that. And I'm like, oh, I, I can't let my children see that. Yeah. There's no way. I have to be that example. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have to, I mean, they want, I want, I want them, I want to be their hero. Absolutely. Hands down. Like. I want my kids to like adore me. Give them and, something to brag about. Uh, yep. Like and when not they, just when they're young, when they're teenagers too, yeah. when they're critical. Yes. <laughs> when they go to school and they like get asked like, oh, what do your parents do? My, my parents are this shit, dude. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I don't want to be just figuring out my life when I'm supposed to be helping no. them figure out theirs. Yeah. And I do feel like Adrian and I have had a slight advantage in that sense because <laughs> yes. we're not just going to have a baby. Yes. Um, so it's not just like a oops it's just happening so both of us are like no we need to get shit in place because when we have a kid it's because we said so yes it's because we decided and there's no other excuse there's no other way around it so it's like we're planning yeah and i mean a lot of people do plan but yeah we want our child to be born into roots yeah a, a foundation yes like I said this, like when my children become come into this world, they're going to be multimillionaires already. I love that. Like I I'm, love that. And I'm not saying that to, oh, money's everything, but right. it, it's it's what comes with money and that's time and freedom. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, who wouldn't want to have the freedom to do whatever they want? An experiment. Yes. Imagine, I mean, if, if you and I weren't, if we never had to pay rent and if we didn't have to pay for anything, if everything was paid for. Yeah. How creative could we really be? What could we really do? It's like those things that we just don't know. Yeah. 
because we don't have those freedoms, and that's okay. Yeah. We're going to make the best of what we have. Exactly. But it would be interesting if we could provide that life for our children. That's why it's so important. Like, as the time that we're, where we are right now in our 20s, it's like what you do in your 20s will dictate your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s. Absolutely. It, I see 20s and 50s correlating so much yes. because it's right at the... 20s is the time where you're beginning working and yeah. you're deciding what you love and what you're going to do. And 50s yep. is where you hope that you're looking at retirement soon. Yeah. But I look at a lot of 50-year-olds and I think, oh my God, what did they? What were they doing in their 20s? Exactly. And it, it like I feel like they really go hand in hand. It sets yeah. you up or it doesn't. Yeah. It's um, like my my passive income my cash flow my assets will be taking care of all my expenses like i say that like oh i'll never buy things my my assets will buy me things right you know mm-hmm. it's like we have to build like i get it we want to enjoy our time we want to have fun we want to you know see people and yada yada but there are times where it's like you have to say no and disappear and get to work. Put your head down. Yes. Because yeah. beautiful things happen when you disappear. You know, and you execute. You know what I mean? When when ideas get put into place, that is attractive. You know what I mean? When somebody Absolutely. has an idea, it's like, put it out there. Yeah. Because you have no idea what will happen. People come up with these absurd ideas every day. And I'm like, wait a second. You're making millions overnight with that? Yeah. And it just makes me think of how many thoughts, ideas I've had that I didn't follow through with. Yeah. And that's a huge problem for me is following through. Yeah. Not following through. Yes. I am so good at not following through with things. Yeah. And that is the biggest habit that I'm trying to change because yeah. that will be the, the the dictator if I'm going to be successful or not. Yes. I have to follow through. Yeah. Even something as simple as calling my dentist back. <laughs> follow through daniel i have to follow through yes oh i mean like when you get off this podcast just call your dentist you know what i did yes i called him see you're good what are you talking about exactly that's what i'm talking about making big moves yeah. now calling my dentist back getting a gym membership yeah. <laughs> well i mean it's important to like look back and like take notes of other people you know yeah. what I mean? Like I always say, like I observe everything and everyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's always like like I said, there's lessons to learn from people. You know what I mean? It's like they're so happy. Take notes on like how did they get happy? Like you, I love the place that you you put yourself in because you. It was so like you said, it was so unexpected, and it ended up being the best times of your life. Yes, you can't beat that. You can't. You're winning. You've won. It's true. You know what I mean? You literally won. And I feel that way so often with my relationship. Yeah. I find that, you know, I really don't compare myself to people I see on social media very often. Yeah. I kind of worked my way out of that right after high school because I did it so much that it, oh, it killed me. Yeah, yeah. So I sort of stopped doing that. But when I do... I look at somebody else, I'm like, wow, look at that life they have, look at that. And then I think, and I'm like, God, but I am rich in my relationship. I'm so happy. And every, like, little fluttering jealousy, and I'm just like, oh, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy. And guess what? There are people right now planning their marriage who have children already and cheating on their partner. Oh, my God. And guess what's what's more expensive 
than marriage. Divorce. Divorce. Oh, God. And that was something that Adrian and I talk about it a lot. We're like, no, divorce is not an option. If yeah. we're getting married, we're getting married. Yep. And we're not saying, oh, it's just going to be easy and just stay with me. But yeah. it's like, no, but I'm going to fight. Yes. And I feel really confident that we've been together for almost six years because there's been mostly highs, but there has been lows as well. Yeah. And we learned how to fight. Not fight against each other. Of course. We like, learned how to fight for each other. Yeah, we learned yeah. how to fight for our relationship. And we learned how we work together. Yeah. And we learned how to communicate. And so I feel like we're incredibly yeah. strong. And so I'm excited to go into marriage. Yeah. Whereas before it was like, well... I, hope that works out with somebody like that would be cool but now i'm like no this is exciting yeah. it's a challenge that i'm ready for you've built a foundation exactly i yeah. love that yeah and i do feel like that was necessary before i were to get married yeah it's funny how like I, my my family always like not my direct family but like uncles and aunts are always like hey when are you gonna like settle down and i'm just like jesus christ i was like you know what i'm gonna settle down probably in my 40s yes we settle when you're ready yes. like honestly i am not even close no and what i think is really beautiful about how far this isn't the right way to say it but like how far medicine has come how far people have oh, come yeah. technology has come is like when we're in our 30s, it's almost like you're hitting your early 20s again. Yeah. It's like people used to have children when they were 15, 16, and die by 60. Yeah. Now it's not like that. Nope. You can have children in your 40s, and you know you can freeze eggs. You can do all these different things. There's surrogacy. So like people are having kids uh. at almost any age now, yes. and they're getting married at any age. It means... People just, I feel like they're just kind of saying, like, fuck the status quo a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm also not going to, like, do what the whole society thing is. You know, it's like, oh, like, go to school, go to high school, go to college, be in student loan debt, and then, you know, uh, and then get married. Get and a regular job. Get a regular a job. job and salary and pay bills and then die. It, that's not attractive to me. Me neither. Can't do it. Sorry. Nope. And I've never, I'll never, hey, if you do it, congratulations. Like, that's great. And if it works for you and you have a beautiful family, happy family, hey, phenomenal. Yeah. I, I applaud you. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I've seen way too many examples of how it doesn't go so well. My, I felt like my family was a perfect example of that. My yeah. parents were really happy, and then my dad owned a business. 2008 hit. Ooh. My dad owned a car stereo store. Wow. Nobody had any extra money to be spending on their cars anymore. Wow. Um, and I feel like the financial toll really just hit my parents, and they yeah. kind of just like buried their heads in the sand, wow. waited for their kids to kind of grow up and yeah. then they just couldn't do it anymore but it was like god it's you see that toll that it takes by just going with what you think you're supposed to do yeah getting married having a career doing this doing that yeah and, and it then, makes people sad and they they don't realize it for years and their day is the same oh my god yeah you know i can't live like that no I cannot. <laughs> That's what I love about the whole, that term of being uncommon. Yeah. Because who wants to be common? Who wants, like that normal, I'm allergic to normal. 
I love that. allergic to normal. I, love I don't that. understand that. Like what, yeah. what the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like the whole like average thing. Like I love when people put their ideas to work, put their ideas out there. It's attractive and it's like, it's brave. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, like this thing was in a, this podcast was an idea and it was just and like, this is brave. And putting myself out there for hours. Absolutely. Putting all your thoughts out there is one of the, I feel like one of the bravest things you can do. Is this is my diary. <laughs> Honestly, though, yes. I'm on my way over here, I was like, oh God, I haven't been to therapy since I was 16. <laughs> I'm going to cry. This is honestly, yeah. Shelby, this is my therapy. I love that. Everybody needs therapy. And you know what? I don't always think that therapists are the way to go. I think sometimes friends oh. are the best therapists, if they're willing to hear. Not just friends, <laughs> just genuine friends. Genuine you know what I mean? Friends. Genuine people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because there are a lot of people who... I had to drop a lot of people because I started to realize that as you get older, you start to like... When somebody asks you, how are you doing? And you tell them and you can always tell in the tone of their voice and their body posture... How they react, like, oh, that's cool. And it's just like, oh, you're a snake. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't really care. Yeah. You saw something else that I didn't say. So I take notes on those people. I'm like, okay, I'm going to scribble your name down and you're going to be put aside. And I just don't need to waste my time with you anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you don't serve me. Mm -hmm. You know? And after this last year and a half, when I kind of put my thoughts out there on yeah. the internet a lot of people dropped me that's crazy like my, i mean left and right people that i thought i was really close with no longer followed me on any social media yeah. no longer wanted to see me and um that really hurt at first yeah I felt super lonely. I questioned myself. I was like, wow, maybe I really am this awful person. Yeah. And then it was like, I saw a phrase and it's kind of rough, but it says, let the garbage take itself out. <sighs> Oof, Jesus Christ. And that I, tattooed on me. I know. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's real. And I had to keep saying it almost like out loud to myself. Like, yeah. no, 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 Shelby. Like, <laughs> just let the garbage take itself out. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, if you don't want to be in my life. You don't have to be. Yes. And if you don't want to be, you don't want to hear what I have to say or how I feel, then you weren't my real friend. Just like you said, you had to knock a few people off. And I felt like they took themselves out of my life. And I was like, well, I guess. Because they showed their true colors. You didn't have to do anything, which is good on your part. Like you had to see like, oh, you're one of the weasels. Exactly. And and it was was also interesting when I would post my opinion, people who hadn't spoken to me in years were coming out of the woodworks to give me their opinion, tell me I was wrong or be angry or whatever it was. That's crazy And it was like, where were you when I said I was struggling? Yeah. And I posted that. Where were you? But now you're here. Yeah. So it was like, okay. All of a a sudden. Yeah. It was a really telling time. Yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 so weird and people don't think we we see that we don't notice that right and like we get older we're not dumb we're not kids anymore (laughs) it's like we know what's real and what's not we can sense bullshit you know what i mean we can sense it from a mile away especially when you've had really good friends good people you're like oh it really is pretty obvious exactly exactly uh shelby i like what you uh brought up you said uh what is truly important in your life versus what social media says that's important. Man, that's a huge 
huge one for me. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Be more descriptive in that. I feel like when I'm off social media for a week, yeah. my priorities change. Oh, yeah, for sure. If I'm on social media a couple times a day, daily, my priorities change. Yeah. And I notice that it's in an unhealthy way. I yeah. focus about what other people are posting and I almost feel like, okay, I need to align with them. And that's such an unhealthy way of thinking. Yeah. And so, and social media is strong, really strong. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. There's a huge push for whether it be to look a certain way in these clothes or to get this type of plastic surgery yeah. or to act this way mm. or to be a part of this group. And I feel like if social media wasn't there, people would not be who they are. <sighs> if social media wasn't there, I feel like these people would almost have to take a step down off this high horse yeah. and confront reality. Yeah. And I mean, when you're hanging out with a group of friends... Nobody cares if you have Botox or lip filler <laughs> or a BBL or whatever it is. Yes. But the second you get on social media, everyone's telling you otherwise. Yeah. And it, and you always follow people that, you know, are inspiring to you or that you yes. like or that are your friends or however you choose to follow people. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of times we idolize certain people and then... A few years down the line, some, you find out something horrible about them, and it's like that's always been them, though. Yeah. They show you what you want to, what they want you to see. Yeah. And I feel like it's like that with companies, not just specific people, mm. with companies, with programs, um, programming. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if we all unhooked, we'd all be a more realistic version of ourselves. Yeah. I think there is a way of using social media as well. Um, people like to be on social media, like comparing and like you said, like seeing how these people post on a daily basis and just like flashing their uh, their life, so on and so forth. And um, somebody told me recently, like, that's not always reality. But I was like, but you know, there are some people out there who actually live and are happy. Like there are those people. Absolutely. Very rare. Yeah. Very yeah. rare. But most most people are putting a show. Yes. And like what you said, what's important on social media versus what's important in here in real life. Yeah. That is so important. That's the thing that people drift off away from. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, say if I saw a, a cousin vlogging while Thanksgiving, yeah. I was like, dude, put that fucking camera down <laughs> and be present. Exactly. I'd go, I'd go nuts. Yeah. There's a difference between capturing memories yes. and not being in the moment. Exactly. Like me, like I always take my Canon with me yeah. everywhere I go because I love capturing moments, but I'm not in somebody's face recording them. Like, oh my God, dude, what did you do today? Talk to me. Talk to me. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Ex that is it. So stupid. It's true. And like you said, like most of these people are putting on a show. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the people that are living authentically yeah. and that are living just day to day with their family and all that stuff, I feel like a lot of it does they don't have time it doesn't end up on social media sometimes. Yeah. Because they're just living in the moment. Yeah. That's my like one of my flexes is like I 
I put my family on a pedestal where it's like, I'm proud. I'm proud to be with them every weekend. You know, I'm proud to go visit them. It's like, that's my people, man. You know, like, how could I not go? They ground you. They keep, they remind you who you are, who you came from. They rejuvenate me. Yes. Yes. You know, exactly. I've been really lucky with Adriana's family. Yeah. Because my family growing up, like my immediate family, my mom, my dad, my brother. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> the, uh, the uh, outside family is like far and few in between, and where they are, they're not loving. They're yeah. not genuine, so it's hard. Yeah, I started to notice a lot of snakes in my cousins and stuff like that too. I'm like, that's interesting. Like, yeah. what happened to you guys? Right? Isn't you know, you think it's family, so that that can't be. Yeah. But then you grow up, and you're like, oh wait. Yeah, you grow up and you see it in their face. You know what I mean? Like, like the ones that would ask about this podcast, like, "Oh, when are you gonna do it? When are you gonna? When are you gonna like post it up? Yada yada." And then when I do post it up, nothing. They don't post. They don't. Re- they don't. Ah. They don't. They don't tell me anything. They don't do this. I was like, "Oh, dude." Where's the support? Yeah, I was Where's like, I thought you wanted to listen to it. Exactly. Like, what's cracking? <laughs> it really shows. Yeah. And so that was. It was like, wait, what is this? Yeah. When I started to meet Adriana's family, and like they cared. They would text me and check in on me. I'm like, what the hell? Your aunt just texted me (laughs) and said that she loved me and hopes I'm doing good and can't wait to see me again. That's adorable. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. But it was just so foreign to me. To go to a family event, you have to RSVP online with my family. Oh, wow. It's weird. They're just, they're not warm and fuzzy. They're cold and like... So yeah, I've been really lucky with her family, and it's honestly been interesting because then I can I, sometimes I go back to my family and I'm like, you guys, this is how they are, and yeah. this is how you are. What is wrong? Yeah, yeah. Gives it's, me something it's to compare to. Different cultures, you know. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. We talk about how Hispanic families. <laughs> my God, did the most beautiful things. We're wild. <laughs> oh, hands down, wild. Like we're we're loud. Like if we go to a restaurant, we're the <laughs> loudest at the there. table. Yeah, yeah, but it's like God. That's where like real genuine family and love comes from. They yeah. hang out with their cousins, their best yeah. friends with their family. Oh like, yeah, they have memories with their aunts and uncles. I don't have that with mine. Yeah, and I've talked to other white friends that i have and it's very similar yes it's distant it's cold there's yeah. small families yeah. they're quiet and like the you can tell somebody like if they've been hugged for a long like you know like when i hug somebody i'm like oh you haven't been hugged a lot yeah. yes somebody like, needs to go hug my family i hugged somebody who is so stiff recently it scared me oh. i was like Bro, loosen up. You're like, like yeah, I'm like, shake it out, out dude. So like, God. it scared me. I was like, are you okay, first and foremost? Mm-hmm. Is this me? Is it me or is it you? <laughs> Who just got stiff? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I hugged a girl like that. She had a rough upbringing. Yes. She was having a rough day. And yes. I went and I hugged her and I was like, oh my God. Do I like make it tighter? Do I like let go right now? Like, yeah. do I elongate this? It was so uncomfortable. Yes. I was like, but it I was like, you need this. <laughs> I think. Oh my god! Um, a topic that you that you gave me, I I love this one in particular. You said learning how to be somebody that you're proud of. Oh my god! Yeah, that's been a really interesting journey for me. Um, 
people always say like, oh, well, they're so hard on the, themselves. They're perfectionists. And it's like, yeah. I don't really consider myself a perfectionist. Nah. I'm fine with anything. Yeah. Just I'm, I'm just happy with whatever. Yeah. But I do have a fear of failure. And God, it stopped me from doing a lot of things. It yeah. stopped me from making myself proud of myself. Mm. And my fear of failure also, just like knowing that I have that, makes me less proud of myself. Yeah. And when little wins happen, I'm like, well, that's cool. But like, I'm not a successful millionaire yet. So mm. I'm not successful. And I have a really hard uh, way of judging my success, I guess. If I'm not very rich or I don't have the job of my dreams or I don't have my family with all my kids yet. Sometimes I'm like, God, I'm just failing. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. This isn't where I saw myself at 26. This isn't what I want for myself. And then I kind of take a few steps back when I'm not in that mindset. And I'm like, but, but look what I've, look what I've done. Seriously. And it was just like, somebody else that you had on your podcast said don't you know get down on what you already have done because you're not where you would hope to be yeah it's like i've done amazing things and just because i'm not doing those right at this very second doesn't mean that i shouldn't be proud of myself exactly and so that is where i struggle it's like okay i don't have to be at the end, I don't, and that's the journey, and that's where I have to be excited. Because if I'm already done at the end of my life and my career and all this stuff, yeah, then I missed a lot of time along the way. Yeah, and I can't wait to be there, but I also need to understand that there is progress, and there is being proud of yourself in progress, and yes. there is being proud of yourself for small things or large things that you've done, even if they're in your past. Agreed. So that's where I was definitely. I've, had a hard time with that people are like well i'm just very proud of myself or if somebody tells me that they're not proud of themselves i'm like whoa why do you feel that way like there's all these reasons about yes. you but then yes. when it comes to me i'm like but i'm just not where i want to be so i'm not yeah. proud of myself well like we i feel like we were growing up into like oh in your 20s you should reach a multi-millionaire status already right that is completely false. Like, honestly, look at the people. Let me, for example, Jeff Bezos, Amazon. Yes. He became a multimillionaire in his 30s. Late, I, I believe it was late 30s. I'm not sure. Elon Musk, same thing. Yeah. People put a price on a specific number. It's like, oh, it's the, and it's always that you really understand, like the people who are actually like putting their ideas out there are the ones exactly. that are multimillionaires. They believed in themselves. Yeah. They believed in their wacky ideas. Yes. And that's where I'm like, God, I feel like I've held myself back. Not that I would be, you know, where they're at, but it's yeah. like, I don't know yeah. because I didn't try because I was scared. Yeah. And I also just like with those people, I have gotten down on myself that I didn't immediately go to college. Yes. I've gotten down on myself about that a lot. It's like, well, God, well, I would just be better off if I had gone to college. Yeah. I didn't. I started working right away. Honestly, when I was 16 and you're supposed to be applying for colleges, my parents were getting a divorce. I was depressed. I was not even thinking about that. Yeah. So that rest of that time, I was like, college, what? Yeah. And then when everybody graduated, it was like, oh, what you, you guys are all going? Yeah. Well, maybe I should go. Oh, yes. you sign up. 
oh okay and you're supposed to have good grit oh yeah so i just i felt like okay well i didn't go to school so i'm lesser than but then no. i hear about all these millionaires billionaires i'm like a lot of them didn't go to college immediately and i want to go to college but now for something that i'm interested in for something that I love, for something that's actually going to benefit me. Yeah. So I'm glad that I didn't go then. But yeah. for a while, I got down on myself about it. I hold that with great pride that I'm glad I didn't go to college. Because as I've seen it now, it's like, it's really the experience that I value the most, not a degree. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, what's your, like, I know people who graduate college and they have no experience with work, with how to deal with leadership, coworkers, teamwork, like, mm-hmm how to handle, you know, like service and stuff like that. Like handle like multi-task, like they don't have those skills, but people with experience, they bring so much more value. I agree with you. You know, and I've worked with a few people who you're just like you said, they didn't have people skills. They couldn't talk to anybody. They were very kind of withdrawn, but not, I don't know. It was just, they didn't have skills, working skills even, but they had just, graduated college with a degree master's degree business degree of yeah you know all these different things and it was like well the way what are you gonna do with it yeah and like it's this it's this the makes the part that makes me sad is sacrificing such a huge income for four years or plus and then you graduate and then you don't even use that degree right it's like now you are stuck in debt for how long? I feel like some people are stuck in debt their entire life from college. That's from terrible. College. And I also feel like, you, just like you said, they're stuck in debt. But what if when they were 18, they picked one thing four years later. Now they're stuck in that degree. If they want to use that yeah. degree for their career, they're stuck in that. Yeah. And so it's like when you're that young, I envy and applaud the people that knew exactly what they were going to oh, do. Oh, Yeah amazing i know a handful of people who are using their degree and successful and it's a beautiful to see yes i completely agree and it's like dude more power to you yeah but i was one of those people that i didn't know who i was or what i wanted to do when i was 18 who does (laughs) who were children like that's crazy how are you supposed to send your child out to college and be like hey go figure it out that is insane and then drop them off in the real world right after they haven't been in the real world for the last four years (laughs) homeschooling is the way to go (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. literally honestly i i don't like what i see in the whole educational process right now and it's like absolutely not i think i'm gonna homeschool honestly i think i am as well that's my goal yeah. um, whether it's me or if i find somebody that does homeschooling yeah. where i can look at the curriculum of i course. can see what's going on yeah. but i feel the same way i don't feel comfortable sending my hypothetical children exactly. to these schools <laughs> i just don't shelby um real quick are you uh this is a weird question okay uh, I, I like picking the brains off this subject because it's strange. Are you af- are you afraid of dying? Oh man, yeah. yeah, yeah, I am. I'm afraid of dying. I'm afraid of what happens. A- I guess I'm. We're unaware of what happens after. Yeah, and it's always so interesting to me that everybody who's religious thinks they're right. <laughs> like. <laughs> What? Yes. You can't tell me that this religion thinks I'm going 
going to go to heaven and that this religion has seven heavens. <laughs> this one doesn't even have it. And we're all going to be right. Yes. So I'm terrified of what happens after. And I think it's because I found such comfort. <laughs> it's hard to say, but it's like, I don't want to be scared. Yeah. What if I die and I'm alone and I hear about like, you know, astral projection and stuff like that. And people are communicating with spirits and ghosts. And I'm yeah. like, there are people that get stuck here and left here. And I'm scared that yes. that'll be me. Because it's like, how did they not navigate out? Yeah. Did their little GPS just still told them stay at home for a few years, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. So I'm, I'm nervous about the unknown. And I'm also nervous about how I'll die. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man. This is my uh, <laughs> this is my very last question for you. Okay. I'm All right. Out yep. of uh, your twenty six years of life, what was the greatest lesson you've ever learned? Can it be one that I'm still learning? Of course, absolutely. Genuinely, deep into your heart, do not care what other people think. If you are making yourself happy and if you are not hurting anyone. Yes. I think people miss out on relationships. I think they miss out on life. I think they miss out on love. Not, or just fearing what other people think. Yeah. That's a fact. That's beautiful. Is there any closing statements that you'd like to give for this podcast? Thank you for having me. It is a damn pleasure. You go on for hours. <laughs> two hours. Over two hours. Oh, my God. Well, just thank you for having me. I'm excited about what you're doing. I think you're bringing a lot of people together, and I think you're creating a whole new community of, yeah. of friends. Thank you. Shelby, uh, I haven't seen you in years. I haven't spoken to you in years. And honestly, uh, not, a, not a bit has changed. And that's what I love about our relationship. Me too, Daniel. We've We've known each other since we were childhood. Yeah. And honestly... You will never go away on it's like you have a place in my heart for the rest of my life. Okay. Likewise. All right. Always, always, always. Shelby, I love you. And we are soon going to hang out on the beach and smoke some weed or do whatever the fuck. I'm so ready to get you high at a not scary level. Shelby, I love you. Let's get out of here. All right. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. Peace. <laughs>